Yo, what up, people? It's your boy Chad Day from WWTB. What we talking about? Oh yeah, this is a special edition. Ooh man, we've been waiting for this for a minute, and it's finally here. Absolutely. Uh, before we introduce our special guest, who else we got in the building today? Mm. He is I. I am him. Okay. Local nigga with a major buzz. Indeed. Niggas hate me. Why? Because they ain't me. Facts. Nobody put me on, mm-hmm. so they can't take me off. That's what I heard <laughs> in my Blaze voice. I like that. <laughs> it's the Honorable. Honorable. Dr. Elijah Martin Malcolm Arnez III. Yes. The Fly Kick Rockin'. Hey. The yak sipping. Why? Because I'm trying to get a douce back. Facts. <laughs> That's a fit. Many yes, holla at us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Town too, you know what I mean? Oh, what's good? You know. But 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 <laughs> we support our people. We do, we do. Sometimes you gotta go with the flow. You know what I mean? Be the flow. What up, Jock? In my Reese voice. Be you the know what I mean? Flow. We need one of them bags over here too, Jock. Man, we you know we support. Neil, what up? Ash. What's yeah, good you go. The you know, fly kick rocking. Hey. The panty pillin'. Hey. Two time, two time, two time world champion Dez Arnez was hatting in. Hey, big shout out to our bro uh, Reese. He definitely in the building tonight. <laughs> definitely isn't the rule that pussy snacking. See your Reese in the building. Yeah, definitely. Grocery bags definitely. <laughs> Shout out to my man shopping bags. <laughs> hey. Hey, but we got a Columbus legend hold in up, the building. Hold up, hold up. He oh, we, thought he was getting away, Blaze. I, I tried it. He tried to get away. I tried it. Uh, he tried to get away. What was the new one? Which, what is that? <laughs> what is the new one? Oh, man, but it's Traffic Demics. Oh, uh, can't stand it. Traffic Diamonds. Diamonds. Oh, man. Moo Music Trav, Shady Records Trav, Griselda Music Trav. Oh, man. Y'all had another one for me, man. What's the, what's what's the, the new, new one, Reese? What was the new one? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Mix Ross. Yeah. Mix Ross. <laughs> oh, man. Mixy Boys. Oh, I see. I see everybody Mixy. Everybody mixy. I seen Marlon. I seen Dez. I seen Dion. I seen Leon. I seen a whole mixy crew, man. You too. Yeah, I was definitely. I was right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Dion. That is funny. Okay, Dez. We got a legend in the building tonight. We, we absolutely do. We got man. Columbus royalty in the, bu- we in the building tonight. We, we do, yeah. man. This I bit- mean. Talk about it, Dad. This, this interview was long overdue. Um, it's, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a couple years now. Um, I, I always, anytime I see Bob, man, no matter where we at, we always have good conversation, man, and just chop it up. And um, I just feel like his story needs to be shared, man. I, I feel like uh, what he's done and what he has continued to do for the city, man, I, I feel like he kind of spoiled us. And, and, and people kind of forget, like, you know, the lineage that they come from. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> short term memories out here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a lot of stuff that's going on that's still going on out here. I mean, Bob kicked it off. 
for majority of the people. You know what I mean? The, like the nightlife ain't the nightlife without without Bob, whether you like it or not. So I feel like that, his story needs to be homage. shared. Yeah. And um, I, I just wanted him to share his story, man. So we got Bobby Ferguson what up, in the what building. Up, what up, AKA Bobby Fame? Yes, sir. AKA Bobby Fame on what we talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout so, out to Biz Marquis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we're going we're gonna to get into that, man. So before we get into the birth of Bobby Fame, man, let's, let's talk about Bobby Ferguson. Yeah. So, so let's kick it off. Like, how did it all start? Before you even got into the promo game, like, let's just talk about the beginning of Bobby Ferg. Um, I was kind of always around, like, entertainment, mm-hmm. um, but I never really did it. <clears throat> Grew up, um, you know, kind of like a street prodigy type deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, South London, um, 22nd in Cleveland. Um, that's where the 22nd Foundation come from, basically, because that's the street I grew up on. Um, so that's how that all started. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it was, you know, average lifestyle, average kid, just, you know, just, just always around. Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Am I your loan officer? Is your girl behind the crib right Get there? the fuck out of here. You've <laughs> 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 been talking for weeks. Get the fuck out of here. He said 22 Foundation. Oh, yeah. I was like... Oh wait, fuck, hold on, wait. I'm about to tell her, hold on, wait. Small world, small man. world, small world. Small world, Bob, man. Key Bank? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Oh, that's what Johnny we do. Johnny Nolan. Yes. Johnny yeah. Nolan. Yeah. Think about Johnny Johnny yeah. Blaze. Johnny Blaze. That's what we talking about. Yeah, what we're talking about, man. We, we, we're very yeah. well connected. Man. Very well connected. <laughs> but Bob, like, what, what yeah. part of Columbus are you from? Northside. 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 22nd in Cleveland. Okay, yep, 22nd in Cleveland. So, um... So yeah, I mean that was that was basically it. So you know, I mean, we I thought about doing parties in high school, mm-hmm. but it never really, it never really happened. You know what I'm saying? It was just, just kind of whatever. But then it came about through college. Okay. Um. So my first gig, I don't know if people know my my, my best friend Chafin. Okay. So I don't know if that's kind of where it all really started. He came and he knocked on my door, basically like, yo, I got this kid that's doing this concert. You want to put some money down on it? I was like, well, let's go holler at him and see what he's doing. Um, should have been the end of my fucking promotion career <laughs> because uh, yeah, it should have been the end because um, we did a show with the Locks, uh, One Twelve, um, Total, bad boyed out, yeah, all the way bad boyed out, and we did it in Louisville, Kentucky. Lost every fucking dollar, dime concert never happened. It was the biggest janky promoter experience mm. in my life. So. I should have ran right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, but I just said, yo, I could do this shit on my own. And um, so I told Che, and I was like, yeah, I can, man, I I know a lot of people in the industry. Cause, and then that's when it just took off. It just started doing that. And then I was at Ohio State. So we came back. We lost all our refund money. <laughs> I was flipping refund money. So word, word. went back, and, um, and then I hooked up with Mr. Williamson at the Culture Center. Um, and he started giving me money to book the comedians. So I did a couple shows with Ohio State. And then my first big one was at um, the Veterans Memorial Auditorium, which is no longer there. One of the mm. biggest facilities mm. we had was mm-hmm. dope. And um, I did a big comedy show. And um, it was um, uh, A.J. Johnson. He was on Friday. Uh, Chocolate. Um, who else was on that gig? Lavelle Crawford, which is now as huge as fuck. And um and that was it. And then so that was my first big check. And I was like, okay, I can make a living off of this shit. And I said, fuck it. I dropped. As you know, I played tennis. So I went to Ohio State on the 
kind of like a walk-on, and they was giving me tennis scholarship, and then I said, all right, fuck it, I'm just going to just do this okay. promotion shit, and um, that was it. Okay, yeah, I was so. getting ready to ask you that. I was getting ready to get into that. So um, so you said, like, your first show, you took the crazy L. Yeah. So so what was it in you that made you say, like, you wanted to keep going? I mean, I know you said you was like, man, I could do it by myself, but, you know, normally after something like that, a lot of people, like, they tap out, like, man, I ain't doing this shit no more. So what, what made you was like, man, you know what? Nah, fuck that. We can keep going. I mean, I think any true entrepreneur doesn't look as, it's never a loss. Mm -hmm. It's always a learning experience, you know what I'm saying? So it's more like to me, like, all right, well, I wasn't in control of that situation. Mm. So if I put myself in control and I control it, then that's what it'll be. Okay. Now it'll be the, then I can make a true evaluation mm -hmm. If this is legitimately a business for me or if it's an opportunity for me, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could have been selling fucking, you know, pet supplies. Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if I'm right. going through a different distributor who I'm relying on, who's opening up the store, I'm just like, all right, well, fuck it. Like, he's not the proper business person, which he wasn't. I mean, it was just, mm -hmm. it was a bad situation. I could have lost my life that night. It was mm -hmm. some niggas in Louisville. I mean, they was fucking pissed. <laughs> they had guns and everything. I'm like, yo, you need to holler at this nigga because I lost like you. So, But yeah, you know, but yeah, I think just the, and then, the, um, and then of course, Everybody always see the glitz and the glamour. So, you know, of course, we had a 5,000-seater. So I'm like, all right, well, shit, nigga, we just... I was looking at 300 Gs. So I'm like, all right, everybody's always chasing the money. I mm -hmm. think that's kind of like... That That was a money. That was a motivation to know that you can make good money. You know what I'm saying? Or you, it was promising. But, of course, in the end of the fast-forward years down the line, you know you don't get access to real talent. You know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. not, you know, you're not the the bigger promotion companies are buying the bigger acts and, you know, that whole mm -hmm. game. Which you you naive at it, yeah. at it being young, you right. know, as in someone opening up a clothing store, right? <laughs> right. They, if they don't have the proper distribution and so, but yeah, so I was I was motivated off of the end goal of what it could be and that I could control it myself. Okay, so you said that. Um, so you said you came back. And then you did the comedy show. Yep. So then after the comedy show, what was what was after that? We start rocking like clubs and shit. So I used to do like um uh it was a traffic jam. Okay. Traffic jam. Paint, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. we was talking about that one show. So so paint the picture because like yeah. a lot of our listeners, you gotta understand, like we yeah. got a lot of younger listeners. So yeah. a lot of stuff. Lucky you motherfuckers. To, yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff we about to mention, Bob, is gonna go over a lot of people's heads. You know what I mean? So uh, paint that picture of the traffic jam, man. Um, traffic Jam is now a vacant lot. Um, it went through about five different clubs, and they finally, the city banned it from getting a liquor license because they had so much, it was so many problems. Yeah. I'm still fucking tripping over my head. This is Johnny fucking old. <laughs> 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 it's fucking yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. But, um, so it's a vacant lot, and it was, it was, an, it was a, it was so like in the 90s, so you got to think that was dope boy heaven, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was crazy. You had all the the big rollers and those folks that was coming through there. Um, and I had a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. they, they gave me the weakest night yeah. at, uh, in the fucking day. They had their own fucking... Yeah, they had four Taco Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> Way before Taco Tuesday. And, um, you know, it, all that other bullshit. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a big space, though. It was really probably one of the dopest spaces... I said if it was still today, I probably would have opened that up and did a club because mm. that's the problem now is the reason why fast forward no one has competition because you have to have pre-existing clubs because mm. the build-out is just so crazy. Um, 
you know, in that. And then if you don't own the property, all the other yeah. bullshit. So, yeah. but there is no, really no vacant. That, that space was nice though. It was, it was, uh, so it was really big, probably about 10,000 square feet. They had a little side patio, front bar area, dance room, had a pavilion, had like this, like two level VIPs. But I never really got a chance to really maximize my opportunity there. Um, I think my, when you fast for a little bit from that time, you go to Club 504. Okay. Club, mm, Club 504. 504. Before yeah, the yeah, Arena my, District, people. That was my, 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 my mentor, Tony Sharp. Gave me the biggest lessons ever. So uh, before the Arena became the Arena. For sure. The 504. Was so lit. I kicked myself. So Jay be like, um, I could have bought the $2 million worth 20 mm. now for yeah. Dumbo. Yeah. So, uh, so Park Street, I could have bought that. The end of... Um, uh, well, what is it? The one, yeah, the Park Street's on the end. Mm -hmm. Dude out of Cleveland was selling that building for like two hundred grand. Didn't know nothing about credit, right? Mm -hmm. John, just just the young niggas. We could have bought that piece. The um, where, what's the other middle one that they had that closed down? Uh, social. 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 Not next to social was one more. The saloon. Saloon. Saloon yeah. was open. Yeah. Um, that used to be a, some. So it was a gay bar back in. So this had to be two thousand and three. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, that whole Park Street, nothing was existing. Mm. So at that time, who made that whole movement, Corso made that movement to come there because mm. Corso had had, which is now EXO, which was mm. Long Street. He had bought that from the gays. And then he had had Red Zone. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so, but Club 504 was, that was like the birth of my, like, I can run that shit out of Friday night. I was booking stuff on Saturday. Uh, introduced to, I got a funny story about that shit. <laughs> Talk about it. Nah, yeah, so no, no, because Tony Sharp one time, it, it, we, I, I invented, well, I didn't invent it, but mm -hmm. I created a cut line. Okay. The VIP skipped the o line. Okay. And Tony never knew nothing about it. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so one so day. extra bread. <laughs> so one, so I would always tell Sam, who, everybody knows Sam, he run XO. He, he, I, we pulled him in, we can get to that conversation. But, one day, Tony had his own event. He booked, so I think he had Young Jock. And, um, and then he booked through another promoter. They paid him, whatever. So mm -hmm. I came up. I said, damn, I got to get up there and go promote. Mm -hmm. I come up around the corner. Tony Sharp was on the side. And the, the line is probably packed. It's probably at least 100 people in line. Mm -hmm. He said, you motherfucker, you get over here. <laughs> I said, what's going He said, you never told me about the motherfucking cut line, you greasy motherfucker. <laughs> he had a wad of money. He had a wad of money, and you know we laughed at it because it was just, it was just, it was my shit. Right. So I couldn't really put him on game. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, nigga, you know my shit you ain't told me. Right, like, right. So, but yeah, the cut line. But 504 was that, and then that was when the 504 was when I was working back and forth with Tony. I'm 25, 24, about 24 years old, and we 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 got a consistent thing going on, and um, and uh. And so I'm like, all right, well, it's I can't go anywhere. Yeah. I want my own shit. And so, you know, and at that time, too, uh, Chris Corso, who on Red Zone was reopening back up Red Zone, and we mm -hmm. sat down with him, and he wanted um, he wanted us to give him uh, 250 grand to open up um, Red Zone. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it don't take a half a million. We supposed to be 50 50 partners. Hindsight. He still made a lot of money. He did about 1.5 a year, but we could have, I said, well, I can take 250 of my own shit. He said, well, you can't do it. So back again, I'm back in control. Mm -hmm. Me again, I said, well, fuck it. I can find my own space. And uh, that's when I end up finding Cove. Okay. That's why I found Cove. All right, now, the 504, mm -hmm. 
Paint the picture for the people of the 504. Oh, man. Right? It's, the, it's, like, it's the, Bar the, Louis. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to say. Like, yeah. People are like, Bar yeah, Louis. Bar Louis. Yeah. Bar Louis people, it was the 504. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, oh, we're kind of showing our yeah. age, even though I'm younger than them. But, mm. uh, y'all, I'm a young OG. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah. Like, I'm... Blessed, I was able to get into a lot of places I shouldn't have been in. And five hundred four was dope, man. It was, it was, it was. <laughs> it was there. It was sick, man. You had the patio. You had. Um, I mean, we ran. I ran concerts through that joint. I had Tank through that joint. I had Ti in that joint. Um, when he was first coming up, um, we had a consistent. I mean, it was just. It was that was the. It was a spot. It was a spot for black folks downtown, and it was right there, smack in the Arena District, which is. Yeah. It was no arena right, district. Right, that's what I'm saying. It, it wasn't arena the arena district. district didn't exist. No. And, um, I remember Rashad had his uh, video release party there at the 504. Sweet Misery? Sweet, mm-hmm. sweet Misery, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, 504 was was the shit. I mean, it was, you know, it, it, I guess everything, because you go back to Traffic Jam before Traffic Jam was Papa Jack. Right. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's the thing about it. I think, you know, of course, you know, everybody has their own phases of, of nightlife, but yeah, 504 was. It was man, that shit was crazy. Yeah, that that, that, that shit, shit was, was definitely crazy. Um, so, so you so you kind of ran your course with five hundred four, right? Well, yeah, I didn't run my course. I just was tired of a motherfucking controlling my situation. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. Right, I feel it. Yeah. No, I feel it. Yeah. So, so you going through all this, and I guess you seen the success. So is that what's keeping you motivated, like to keep going? You know what I mean? Because like a lot of times, either people get comfortable with the situation, or they feel like, ah, man, fuck this shit is it's too much. I'm just gonna do something. Well, I, I think, you know, probably where I have a a biggest problem with a lot of the promoters around mm-hmm. here is that I've never seen a promoter try to take control of their situation. Um, now, and so mm-hmm. me, I said I'm tired of making a bar all the money. I'm making this dude. Tons of money, you know what I'm saying? 15, 20 G's a month. I mean, and on my nights, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm getting a small bar PC. I'm getting a door. But, you know, it's just bullshit. And I'm like, you know, I I get it on my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when I... And then Corso telling me I can't open up a space. So I lucked up on a space that was vacant. Um, that used to be a bar. And um, and that, that's what it was. So, yeah, the, the motivation is that there is a hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's... Okay, I went from a promoter, now I'm promoter, now, now I'm seeing this dude, I'm making this dude the money, I want his money, mm-hmm. or I want him to cut me in, right. which he didn't want to cut me in. <laughs> right. So I said, all right, well, I'll just cash you out, and you give me 50%, and I'll be your partner. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't like doing business with him. Okay. I mean, just, you know, Tony is Tony had his own ways of doing business, mm-hmm. um, but, I mean, you know, nothing against him. He showed me everything that he possibly could without allowing me to, to take control of his situation. I, I get it. So... Speaking of that, what's some of the biggest lessons that you took away from from working with Tony? Um, one lesson I didn't learn, um, and he and it was the the lesson of owning the club was writing the course. And he used to always tell me you got to ride the course, meaning that you know you open up, someone else drops something, you're gonna be slow for eight months, save up so you can ride the course, and you know, but it's it's. So that was one thing that I really didn't apply mm-hmm. to it. Um, um, you know, just really just, ah, oh man, I mean, lessons from Tony <laughs> Sharp, man, fuck. Um, I, I learned more of what not to do okay. than what to do. Okay. So when you say, if you say, yo, I don't treat 
like how we had a side conversation. Mm-hmm. You treat this person the same. I mean, of course, that's that's ethics from my from my father mm-hmm. too as well. But also, I knew how I didn't want to get treated because I was a promoter. Right. You know what I mean? So half the club owners, people that own clubs that don't have no fucking history of owning a club, open up a club, they don't know how you feel as a promoter. So they right. can't treat the promoter the right way. Mm-hmm. Because I've been in that promoter's shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that's, it was more of that. I took those principles away from the situation of what I could do better for a promoter. And then, I, I mean, and then when we opened up, we was like, fuck it. We don't need to, no cover. <laughs> we When we did Cove, it was, it was no cover. And that was just the craziest shit no one ever heard before. And it was like, why? We didn't give a fuck because we were like, we got the bar. We don't need no fucking door money. So we missed a lot of, we left mm. a ton of money on the table, right. um, which security stole. Mm-hmm. So right. they, they stole it. But uh, but yeah, so I, I, I took away more of what not to do than opposed to what to do. Okay. Know? All right. So, so after you leave the 504 situation, you go to the code. But so in the meantime, like when you when you doing your thing, like who was some of the other promoters around like when you was doing your thing? Um. Cause like, was you like one of the youngest? It was. It was people I was doing it. So at the, the time? only 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 other person that was around that was really active mm-hmm. was Scott Wooten, okay. which was finesse. Yeah. Um, but Scott was a Scott was a younger boy, right. um, and it, you know I I used to bump into Scott passing out flyers mm-hmm. in the street. It wasn't no social media around. Right, right. You out right. there, you out there grinding and shit. Yeah, that's, and, uh, the, that's the era I come from. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm, we out there grinding, <laughs> and um, I'm like, all right. And then a couple of my agents is like, you know, some Scott. And then I'm like, and then I bump into him. Mm-hmm. And we start talking. I said, you, he was like, Scott was young, so he was like mm-hmm. 17. I'm like, you little young motherfucker, who you calling? <laughs> but, you know, that's how advanced he was mm-hmm. into making shit happen. You know, he was uh, um, he was, he was ahead of the curve. So Scott was around. Of course, Mean Mug was around. Um, they were pretty active in mm-hmm. trying to get into the record business. Um, and um, that was, I mean, oh, you had Sons at Night was around. They were trying to do some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it really wasn't. It really wasn't too much out there. Oh well, and then at that time, of course, Brian Scott had Studio Sixty Nine, okay, which which was running crazy. Um, so he, you know, he was out there as well. And then Micah Sharp was was around. A lot of people don't shout out to Micah Sharp. One of the probably the, I mean, he was Chris Corso's boy, so mm-hmm. he he just got paid off of being Chris's boy. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> you know, I, I with, with the. Yeah, no, no offense to Micah, but uh, with Faison, Faison, oh yeah, house nigga, he was the house nigga. <laughs> so, High Towers was around. High Towers was they man, I, I man, they they done some big shit, man. They was around. They definitely were around because they were the ones they fucking brought Diddy to the River Club one time, and um, that shit was crazy. Um, I was like, them, they was always doing big shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, they like to floss a lot. You know what I'm saying? They had a lot of... They... So, it wasn't many of folks that was making a living off of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I made a living off of it. So, I don't... These cats had other shit going on. Nothing against it. I mean, they making money, but... Um, but you was really in the mud with it, like. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. them motherfuckers, yeah, them yeah. motherfuckers. I mean, you know that was, you know, my dumb ass too, though. Yeah. Shit, I could have been doing so much other stuff, but yeah. I was just so determined. I guess you know when you say when you look at the when you ask about the motivation, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, so my best friend always said that uh, I found my love and passion mm-hmm. with entertainment because he wanted to 
he wanted to do more record stuff and I wanted to do more promotions. So mm -hmm. we kind of fell out. Okay. So at the 504 stage, I fell out with my best friend, Chafin, mm -hmm. um, who continued to do his Block Watch records. Um, that time mm -hmm. I had, we had pulled Sam Black in. Watch. Yeah, mm -hmm. Block Watch. Mm -hmm. yeah, so I pulled Sam in um, because he was best friends with, he was good friends with Chafin and Sam mm -hmm. wanted to make some money. So we pulled him in and Sam was intricate in getting the 504 done deal done. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do it. He wanted to do it. And um, I say, well, fuck, if you find a way to do it, then fuck, it, I'll do it. But I ain't fucking with Tony. <laughs> and so he went on and did it. And, mm -hmm. and that was, you know, that was history, too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we was able to, to, to create some stuff. But, yeah, so. So, that, so, so then you said, so you leave that and then the birth of the code. So birth of the code, oh, yeah. So let, let's talk about the, the, the birth of the code. So. What what made it? So you said you found the building, right? Yeah, I was at um I was at an office with so actually with Lou, mm -hmm. um, and they used to have this shout company. Out to Gambino. Yeah, shout out to Gambino. He there was a company called uh, fuck man, I forget the name of this company. And they we and in this company they were trying to they were seeking my services to help them connect artists and venues to get artist gigs. I forget what the fucking company was. And so they had this one venue called the Virus Room that I knew about. And then they kept telling me about the story and they told me that it closed. And I was like, oh shit, did it close? So I kept calling. But by this time at 504, I'm calling this, the real estate lady, Christy Daniels. I'm mm -hmm. calling her for a year straight. We can't find shit. <laughs> um, and I call her and I said, I got this fucking building. I said, I don't, I don't know if you, and she had to listen. Mm -hmm. So, and she was like, yeah, that's my listing. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And so I was like, can I get by it? And oh, and, and and she said, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So now me, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm about to, I'm about to get this shit. Mm -hmm. And so I, so to kind of in between that gap of the, I think what separates me from everyone else is that at that time, right before 504, right during 504, I was doing Cooper Stadium. So I started my old school hip hop. And actually, I did it the year before, about two years in it. And I, and I again, I should have left the fucking business. I lost about over 150 grand doing a two day music festival um, outdoors at the, yeah. And I'm only 20, I'm only 24. Now, it was a bunch of us. There was Sam involved, Chafin was involved. Um, 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 I had some family involved and it was just, you know, you look at the big, so you look mm -hmm. at the motivation, you're like, oh, right. damn, I could pack out a stadium and get, you know, 15,000 people and I'm doing the math on it. I'm like, yo, they're about to smash it. All -Star, it was All-Star Music Fest. It was crazy as fuck. All-Star Productions was the company. And um, so, lo and behold, that shit failed. Mm -hmm. But then I went back to Ken Schnacki, who runs Huntington Ballpark. Okay. And I said, Ken, I want to try it again. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, "You did you learn your lessons?" And I said, "Yeah, I learned this shit." <laughs> and um, and it's just a blessing of like how you like when you do something. Cause he was like, "Okay," I was like, "Well, Ken, I can't pay ten thousand in rent. Mm. It's just it's just not feasible." Mm. So he said, "How about we do a rev share?" And that was my first deal of knowing what a rev share was. Mm. I didn't know what a fucking rev share was, and I was like, "All right, cool. That sounds great." Mm. And then I went and found Dougie and the rest of the guys, and they did a low ball ass deal. So anyway, I say that to say that in between that, I started to doing more festivals. And, and so I did that eight, I did eight years at Cooper Stadium of the old school hip hop show. Okay. And we had about 5,000 people every year. Mm -hmm. um, but to say that when I say I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, 
And Johnny might know I had to show proof of funds. Right. I didn't have shit. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, what the fuck? I'm going to show these motherfuckers <laughs> to get this building. <laughs> and um, and uh, I showed them an invoice from Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. No bank statements, no nothing. I said, hick on my Ticketmaster shit. I was like, yeah, we did about 100 grand. And she was like, oh, cool. She smooth talked it. She wants to get the sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was history. And I gave me Cove. I didn't know what we were going to do. I didn't know what we were going to call it. Um... And um, and then I I, um, I told him give me a, a seven months free rent, and I'll figure the shit out, and that's what happened. All right, wow. now, now incredible. Thing. Now <laughs> there's two people that that you've been mentioning, and a lot of people might not know who these people are. So so explain to the people who Sam and Lou are and, and how you guys came together. So Sam and Lou um, were so. Sam, I expose it all. So Sam, Sam came in from uh, kind of like an investor standpoint mm-hmm. during the early stages through the 504 and was always around. Um, Sam had gotten to his own little issues and troubles, and he was mm-hmm. no. It was this period where I didn't see him for like, you know, we would talk about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was dealing with some personal cases and shit like that. And Lou was. I played, so Lou's father taught me tennis. Mm, so facts. that's how I knew, that's how I knew Lou. Um, yeah. So I said, um, and but, you know, as a kid uh, growing up, Lou was, I used to say, all right, I'm going to open up a club one day. Mm. So Brian Ballman, who actually owned the company, who played tennis, who was a stock investor, but a kid we played tennis with, hired Lou at the office. And then that's how I found mm. out by Vibrant Room. So, okay. So then, so I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. Let me just be my nigga. I was like, so, I was like, all right, Sam, you want to do it? And then Ben, mm-hmm. the officer who we all got in trouble with. Um, but Ben was a, you know, police officer. I, I borrowed money from Ben. Um, he gave me a loan because he was going to be my security guy. Um, Sam had a little bit of pocket change left. He was working at Toyota. Mm-hmm. He was a car salesman. And Lou was actually in school at you see, but he really wasn't feeling it. So I said, all right. I said, Sam, well, we can get the club. Ben's going to come in. He's going to be the security piece. He's got a little bit of capital. Um, I got some money. You got some money. I said, Lou can manage the bar for us. He's mm. been wanting to do it. Let me pull Lou in. That's my mm. nigga. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so that's how it all started. I called all them niggas. I mean, mm. they, they was my, right. it was my choice and my involvement to call them to get them involved. One, Sam, we had did 504 together. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it, I was not obligated, but I felt like, yo, that's my nigga. Yeah. Um, Lou, I felt could be a good worker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Ben was just, Ben was my, you know, that was, that was yeah. my muscle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I needed a nigga's problem, I got the police. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was my brother, though. Right. Ben, was, ben was my brother. I mean, mm-hmm. that was, I was because Ben was already doing security for me at my festivals. Mm. So all my, and he had had a contract. I had got him a contract with Cooper Stadium. He was doing the security at Cooper Stadium as well, too, on some side gigs. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Sam and Lou came in from the phone call of me making a decision that I wanted to have some other people involved with. These are just people I had talked about, right? right. Because it's not, you're young, you're naive, I'm 25 again, I'm from the streets, I'm not really properly, adequately putting down a business plan, identifying roles, you know, never leveraged fucking business credit, never did any of that shit. And it was just like, I'm going to just pull... These niggas, right, right, yeah, right, your and that, yeah, and pull them next to me and go with it. So that's where they come from. Okay, and um, and and 
And that's what it was. Okay. So And actually Lou didn't Lou didn't really come around until it was really almost done. And I told him, I said, yo, just leave fucking school. You ain't doing shit. <laughs> just come on down here and fucking you got a chance mm. to run a bar. I I was paying a nigga three thousand a month. Mm. I'm like, yo, you fucking getting nothing over here, living mm. off of checks, and you don't want to fucking be at school. So just come on down. I'll pay you three grand a month. I told me and Sam agreed, seven fifty a week. Mm. And that was his shit. And so he was, that was it. So now back to the code. So mm-hmm. you lead a 504 situation. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get in contact with the building, with the cove. And mm-hmm. so, so what made you pull the trigger and say, you know what, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's do this cove situation at this building. I think it just, I, I never, they, people, a lot of people say I'm the biggest risk taker ever. I don't, if I believe in it, I don't evaluate it. Like, okay. I don't even think <laughs> yeah. about it. It's just like, I just fucking You think about like, the consequences later? It's just yeah, like, fuck it, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I PG fucking 300,000 on my name. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because at that time, we still didn't have everything together. I remember I used to, um, um, Keith Stevens, uh, one of my mentors, and I, I came and I, the building was empty. Mm-hmm. And I brought him in. I said, yo, I'm going to put the fucking couch here. I'm going to do this shit here. Mm-hmm. You know, give me some money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I'm going to make this shit work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, he was like, nah. <laughs> he was like, hey, really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I, you know, he helped me in other ways. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so it really wasn't like, I don't know. I, I just said, I just knew that this is what I wanted. And I knew that we can make money off of it. And I was already fucking making money mm-hmm. for somebody else. Why the fuck I can't do it for me? Facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So Facts. if I'm up there, I'm, I'm out here. I'm already packing a fucking house. I'm packing fucking stadiums. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the fucking, the bars at Cooper Stadium is doing 75000 fucking dollars. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Why I can't do But the biggest thing about Cove, and I think, and this is probably where I would probably toot my own horn was... I love the cold space because I had went to D.C. and um, I went to Taz and they was doing um, Republic Garden. So I was like, shout Shout out to Taz, Taz. fucking D.C. guru. Um, So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the party. And the the fucking line was fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And so I get in and I go up the stairs and it's this fucking narrow like like Cove. I'm like, where in the fuck is everybody? How are all these people fitting in here? Mm -hmm. And so I go outside, go down the stairs, look, and they got the fucking, the shit blocked off with a tent and um, in the parking lot. I was like, oh shit. So when I saw Cove, the way it was set up, it was a narrow building, but next door, I was in between, I was was between two buildings Mm -hmm. and my landlord owned the whole block. Mm -hmm. So I signed in my contingency in my lease. I said, well, can I have access to these parking lots? And he says, what are you going to use them for? I said, I don't know. I just, maybe I may want to use them. I already knew what the fuck I wanted to do. (laughs) So, and then that's where the tent parties came from, Mm -hmm. which were legendary at Cole. Legendary. You know, I mean, those were, that was the thing. So I I told Sam and Lou that. I'm like, I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to do these. Tent, they say you want to fucking do a tent party. I said just fucking just watch, mm-hmm. just watch. I was like just just set the shit up. Let, just watch what we do, and we were able to expand. So that you know that. So just think about that. You know, once or twice a month, you can basically almost double your revenue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and then we get more cover money. So that, that was that was crazy. But then I think people. I don't know. It was just a different vibe, man. Right. It was just, you know, it was. I think when we opened Cove, it was a no cover. We had already had, you know, a good. A good hold on the market. Mm-hmm. I had stopped 504. I was it was a gap where I didn't have shit going on. 
And that's when I was working at the fucking office with the bullshit. But, <laughs> but you never you never know where a lead is going to come from. Right. So, right. you know what I'm saying? You can't never... I could go through my whole life and tell you how I got this situation right, off yeah. of this situation right. off of... It's, it's, it's always the shit that you... Um, you you never like you go get it right. like it come to you you know what I'm saying like those have been in my at 40 those have been my biggest situations um but yeah so so the, co- the cove was the birth of Mixy Trap <laughs> absolutely <laughs> cove was the fucking shit absolutely so 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 can you, do you remember like the like what was the first day when you opened up the cove like what, what was like did you have like a big crazy party like let's talk about like when you first opened them doors so the I uh, we had, we had opened we had did a, a we did a friends and family day, and uh, <laughs> we went to register. And I was like, "Oh shit, this, like, this spiritual shit really worked. <laughs> like, you know what I'm like, this is fucking cash." So that, that, and then so that's I think um, one of the the biggest components. Um, and Don Dixon, um, she Shout was D one. She was uh, her and uh, her girls. Mm-hmm were like market marketing and we had a big we had a big a big night um mm-hmm. on our grand opening nights i mean we didn't know shit we was that that we never put the bar mask behind the bar niggas was sliding and shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um it, it was uh it was in may may of 2005 okay um was when um cove opened and then that summer is when we started doing the tent parties and shit and we were open tuesday through Tuesday through Saturday, we young, we don't fucking know. We just opening the fucking bar up, you know. We I was really didn't have in there Tuesday through Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was simple math though. It was like, cause and 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 this and I say this to, I guess you can say we did have, I did have some business plan, cause I'm like, well, fuck shit. If I can just get 500 people a week to pay me the national average of what the motherfuckers drink, I just need to get 500 people. And so we was just, I was just hustling to get 500 people a week, and we, of course, we hit that. And then it was up. Mm-hmm. So Cove was at its pinnacle. It was rocking. It was dope. It was, and then come boom, here come Club Ice. Yeah, was, yeah, okay. Kevin Hightower okay. and the Hightowers. So talk about And then motherfuckers used to come in my club and look at me and shit. <laughs> I was wondering why the fuck are y'all coming in here? Because y'all really don't fuck with me. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And lo and behold, they snuck one up on our ass, man. So Ice came and it just, it dropped revenue 75%, 70%. You know, so we panicking. So mm-hmm. back to the Tony Sharp piece. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, fuck. What are we going to do? And um, that's when we found Lotus, which was Lotus. used to be Lux. Wow, yeah. And that was in their brewery district, which is now people would know it as Double Happiness. Double mm-hmm. Happiness. Um, and it's probably it's disgusting. It's closed now, but it's disgusting because that would had to be in fucking 2000 and seven right yeah, yeah. so 2007 when we did that shit and you go in there right now it's the same fucking they never changed anything <laughs> but all the whoever owned that took it that shit over mm-hmm. and that was the biggest that was another l too mm-hmm. um and that was we i went against the grain against a lot of that shit um and um and so yeah and so yeah uh that's what kind of makes me more mad at goes back to almost kind of how you were saying how people forget mm-hmm. where they come like like the history right. you know what yeah. I'm saying and um, I just I put that back on Lou and Sam because I put up all the fucking money to do that shit mm-hmm. um, a majority of it a big thing we had some investors they were selling the business for 250 it was just, we was way in over our head okay and um, you know and just 
we the the and that's the other thing. People and I say this to everybody: do what the fuck you know, right? So mm-hmm. we like, all right, we're gonna go white, <laughs> fucking white. So we do. We how do we go white? We fucking grab some EDM guys. Mm-hmm. We don't fucking know. <laughs> we trying to compete with the arena district yeah. now. You can't fucking compete. Brownstone was open at the time, which is actually we're in Brownstone. Right. right I know. Now. Right. Right. So um, and so we I. W- we went against the grain on that piece. We should have just went back, and we should have went. And I and I was like, no, I don't want to go against the Browns. I should have turned that into a black soul food little little tapas restaurant. Mm. And I think to this day, that shit would have still been open right now. Mm. But I was like, ah, we got the Brownstone and fuck niggas. They they going against us, and it's just mm. fucking business, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, you know, if you had a you know, because some competition comes in, you ride the fucking wave, and lo and behold, so we get the Lotus, we do that shit, dump all these fucking hundreds of fucking thousands of dollars in this shit, mm-hmm. and we over there trying to pay this shit, and guess who's picking back up? Cole. Cole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cole's fucking picking back up, and now we, like, juggling this shit, and then we got to the point, like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Lotus Shogun. We ran that shit. I think we had Lotus for 10 months, and then it ended up being... A, High, uh, high five, high five. Yeah, it was high, yeah. not high five. Not five, not high five. <laughs> uh, after, it was after, after five, five. Yeah, after yeah. five. And then that's another business. Then my dude Cam on it. Cam locked up. But I, that 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 was the one thing I think out of, you know, fast forward. Just how just people don't work. Cause I heard Cam was going to buy it. Mm-hmm. So I said, Cam, I said, look, I know what you're going to pay for it. You, you basically could just give that to us for infusion right mm-hmm. and I'm saying this and we can still be partners and I can show you all of the moves to beat the fucking Brad Kitchen the white dude mm-hmm. I'm like I'll show you how to beat him we already got shit going we flip it up they wanted to get it they want to own it they, want, they ain't mm-hmm. fucking out of business to eight months too right. you know what I'm saying it's just like so it's just like I just more irritated that was the moment in business where I just kind of got irritated with everybody because I'm like damn like you can't like See it, yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, 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 I'm, I'm telling you what I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, so like, what I heard. yeah, I tell you what I heard. I'm telling like, you what I know. So, like, and Jay say it best again. Yeah. He was saying in his rhyme, you know, basically niggas don't want to work with me yeah, under my company. They just feel like they're boss. They want a boss too. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's exactly what it was. Me leaving Tony Sharp wasn't me saying that I could be a boss too. It was just I was tired of getting this motherfucker all the money. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying like, you know, that piece. And I told Tony what I was doing and told him he could invest yeah. into me. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, yeah. you know <laughs> so, but it's just like, but what you you think it was more like an ego thing? Like I'm not about to invest in my with, protege. With Kent, well, with, with uh, Tony, with Tony. I, I don't know, man. But I, I don't think the motherfucker had the money. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. He just didn't have the fucking money. I think yeah. he, if he had the money, he would have did yeah. it. Um, but I just don't think he had the money to do it. Um, yeah. And you know, so so yeah, so uh, history fact. So five hundred four, yeah. Cove, Cove. Then we do Lotus, yeah. And then in between, said- I'm doing my, all my hip hop shows uh-huh. every year at Cooper Stadium, and still doing other bullshit. Right. Like it's always some side shit going on. Right. Um, Drakes and shit yeah. like that. Right. All of that shit is still popping, and um, then back to Cove. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you you said you so. You said so. Club ice come right. So those are wrenching what y'all doing. So what? So did y'all panic? Like fuck, what we gonna do? Like the ice is because you know when the ice first kicked we, off. Yeah, we, you know, and, and I mean, and, and and they were like hit or miss. So like yeah, yeah I think like they, 
So Corso got the best model, which XO uses now, because mm-hmm. the Corso prodigy. Just do one fucking night a week, get all the fucking money, get the bag, and go. I think mm-hmm. Ice was trying to do a little bit too much, mm-hmm. and they were just trying to be all over the place. Yeah, Freddie fucking Jackson. And mm-hmm. They just didn't stay consistent with the model <laughs> that I think that works for a big, met, like Corso ran Red Zone mm-hmm. for... I don't know. He re- opened that bitch up three times right, right. with the same fucking model yeah. one fucking night, and 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 so now and people don't know. Corso is still EXO's landlord, right. so he's gonna give them best interest. So he's giving them all the scooping game mm-hmm. of how to still stay my tenant. Right. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah. He, they paying him ten grand a month. So it's ten G's a month. Like that's that's his fucking money. Yeah. Um. So no, we didn't panic. I think we just didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what we... So we did panic in the, in the mode of, oh, we needed something else. Mm-hmm. And so we we purchased at the wrong time, you know, when capital wasn't there. And then we tried to go stretch above and beyond and all of that shit. So, yeah, it was it was all fucked up. All right, so, so you said, so y'all let the Lotus go. Yeah. Cole was picking back up. And then and- we like... Yep. And then we like, all right, cool. What we going to do? We going we gonna to renovate this motherfucker. Okay. So that's when Icon came in. Okay, let's let's so talk I, about it. So, Icon. so, so, My so Lord. did you already have it in your mind like what what you was gonna do with like the birth of Icon or you was just like we was just like you know we just you know we we was like I f- I felt like all right well they need something new right you know what I mean we can't keep fucking this same bitch you know what I'm saying COVID's <laughs> already right here it's just you can't we can only do so much so. How how we gonna flip it up? And it was like you know we kind of kind of gave a, a scope of some things that we wanted to do within the space, and um, and then we and so you gotta think too. Your a lot of the Cove crowd was transitioning into better jobs, families. They were just progressing in life. Mm-hmm. So you know it was kind of like all right, we can hit them with some some other shit. And so that's when we just said we just do something cool, and which was good because. Then we started to put a dent back in the ice because mm-hmm. then they really started to focus on every Saturday. And then we, you know, you know, like if, if I go open up a club right now that's a little bigger than this mm-hmm. and I start taking two, three hundred from XO, right. them motherfuckers gonna feel that yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? They gonna feel yeah. it. So, you know, and then that's that's kind of that's all what happened. And then, um, and so yeah, so we rode the wave and we opened up Icon and then that shit was, I think that's the people now who are like, 29, 20, what's this? So that was 2009. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Icon, yeah. So that's, yeah, so they're going to be about, yeah, 29. Yeah, about 29. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, 10 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. they was 19, mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. I had motherfuckers tell me this story, all how they was so underage coming in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it. Yeah. We had fun, man. Yeah. Icon, Icon was dope, man. Yeah, Icon, Icon was, um, was a was a was a very special time in my Mixy life. levels. <laughs> it was, the, it was every the, night. Like, and it's crazy that you say that, right, Bob? Because like 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 you like you're transitioning from Cove to Icon, and I feel like that was the point in my life where I was like transitioning out of like what I was doing, you know. So mm-hmm. you know I, mean? I was doing, yeah, I was doing, the, I was doing like the younger teen stuff, and then I, I was, but I always studied the game, so I seen how stuff was moving, and. I'm starting to see like the birth of social media and stuff yeah, like that. Was, that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you got yeah. actually fuck it, 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 Craig and Des. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys were the first ones to put me on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, Twitter, what the fuck yeah, are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, so it's just um, like so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, so I was doing my thing, and then I remember, um, I, then I remember you reached out to me on Facebook one day, like, yo man, I like what you're doing. Yeah. Come meet me at the um, Icon. So I chopped it up with Bob. So like, yeah. I'm geek. 
because I'm like, shit, I'm starting to like, this is where I want to be now. Because at this yeah. time, I'm probably like 23. You know what I mean? Think, yeah, yeah. I, I think Icon birthed a lot Everybody. of. Everybody. Icon <laughs> birthed, so I, I would tell you what I've seen. Fly Union was big birth through. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought they paid a bit. King's Row yeah. was mm-hmm. a lot of. It's not birthed as mean. It was a platform to use to extend the brand. Right. And Absolutely. I felt, I felt that, you know, and I gave everyone shit. I let Deontay come in with a yeah. fucking punch bucket for his <laughs> right. shit. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, Lavelle, uh-huh. Rio, yeah. uh, Jerry Perry. Yeah. Um, I gave all these niggas their first shot. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, Marlon, mm-hmm. BC, Carter, mm-hmm. which was Love 3. Marlon mm-hmm. was underneath him. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it was two other ones I was going to say. Um, shit. Uh, who else was? It was critical. Some movers and shakers now. Yeah. But Icon, I guess, it was a platform for. Oh, uh, so EG Thursdays. Yeah, EG. <laughs> EG yeah. Thursdays. Legit. EG legit. Legit. <laughs> legit. <laughs> he ran yeah. off with the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> legit. Yeah, legit. Legit Smith. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, Smalley, <laughs> Smalley, Ray, Smalley, yeah. Timmy C. Yeah, they was like, all. They was yeah. So. But, but I, I think I think that was. But see, that was you seeing the foresight. Like you, you see, like yo, we're getting older. We got to start tapping into the millennials. Like we, we mm-hmm. can't, we can't continue to like our crowd. Like you said, like so, like you said, At right? All. Your cove crowd is getting older. They're maturing. They're having better jobs. They're not partying every week. No, so I gotta, I gotta reach and grab the new up and coming guys. Is that's. That's doing that's doing what yeah. we ain't doing. You know what I yeah. mean? Because you ain't in, you you're not five hundred four Bobby anymore. No. You know what I mean? No, you, not you're not all. in the streets like that. Not so at all. you kind of like, had that foresight and was like, all right, and just yeah, reaching nobody, out to different nobody, people. Nobody, no. I mean, and Sam and Lou, and I guess to go back to it, Sam and Lou never they gave input, but mm-hmm. they never were the visionaries of what to input on what, where, and who and what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I, I played a... Like, who was next? Yeah, I played a critical role in that piece. And as you see now, mm-hmm. I mean, how they started off, what right. the fuck they're doing now, whatever. Um, the, it, uh, it, um, it was just, you know, it was, it was, it was the platform for a lot of folks. And, um, and I think it was good days. But, yeah. yes, you're right. I did recognize that, yeah, we're not who we are. We yeah. need this. Um, Timmy C and Smalley came and was like, yo, it, I was like, y'all really going to, well, I knew Smalley yeah. was a, a fucking football player, right. so how could he not have a little bit of influence? Right. I didn't know he was as crazy motherfucker right. like he was, <laughs> but that's my nigga. I love him today. Right. But yeah, Smalley, we had a blast, but yeah, so seeing yeah. that and, and giving cat and then Scott was coming around. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then, um, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh yeah, headaches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was around. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so let's let's rewind a bit, Bob. So, all right, y'all, y'all transformed the code, the code to the icon. So, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about the, the birth of the icon. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Let's 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 get like once you got the icon kick, like let's talk about once Shit. you open the doors for icon because. That's the Dude, thing that like Bob like I don't think you understand like you you put. <laughs> I mean, you, you've talked about it early, right? Like, you, you took a lot of L's, and even when you had the Cove and the Icon, like, you took L's, but but you didn't let that phase you. You know what I mean? Like, you was, oh, you, yeah. you was, you was, you was always one of the few people that was, like, going outside the box, even with what with the space that you had. Like, I remember, you know, I remember I went to fucking Icon one day, and this nigga got 
chicks dancing on the <laughs> bar. Like, he got that bitch looking yeah. like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the yeah. icon, like, you would go, like, yeah. that was the crazy thing about icon. Like, you would go in that bitch and it would, it would put you in a trance. Like, you would forget that you was in Columbus and then you'll come out the doors again. Like, damn, all this shit was going on in this little In this little motherfucker, like, yeah. Like, so, let's talk about the birth of the icon, man. I, I mean, I. I think it was just, I think it took a life on its own. You know what I'm saying? I think people were just, it was a huge void, wasn't much going on, and and that, that, that was the spot to be. You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean, I think having a lot of the influencers like yourself, the Craigs, I'm talking about the Vales, mm. the, the Vale bar backing and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, like, that was just like, and then it was just a lot of underage drinking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was just, well, I, I mean, mean but, but that we, that, but we were, yeah. I was clueless of these girls, Ortega. Like, Ortega used to come in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, these motherfuckers, I don't know. They just using the fake shit. They getting by. I don't know to years later the impact of how much fun they had and what the fuck they did and how old they were. And they were just like, yo, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I just, I think it just took a life on its own, man. And it was. It was needed. It was the dope space. It was a dope renovation. We did that shit in three fucking weeks. Three fucking mm. weeks. 35 G's in three weeks. And that bitch came and we was sawing and cutting. <laughs> After we opened the doors, nigga, I was, I was. I remember I came through one day when you was like, when y'all was doing it, he's like, yeah, this is what we about to do. I'm like, and you was in there working. Like, I got oh, decks yeah, and shit going in the back. On, I'm man. like. I remember me and Sev yeah, came in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Sev. Oh, man. Shout out to Sev. Sev and Sev. I love Let, him. Let's go back. Look, and, and you know what? <laughs> I hate to keep doing it, but I, I do want to go back a little bit, man. Like, like, so I remember like the I hope first y'all time. Enjoying this shit, y'all listen <laughs> to it. I, I, I remember the first time Legendary. I went to the Cove. You know what I mean? Shout out to O Sharp. Yeah, yeah, and, so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, you had O and Rich, like, O Rich, yeah. yeah, the usual suspects, man. Like, kind of paint that they picture because, that. like, to this day, we haven't. I, I don't think you understand. So yeah, like, they ran your, that. Your imprint on what you did to the city, man. Just no, yeah. So created, that bro. that was that was the um. I mean. So yeah, you look at the suspects, mm-hmm. they were birthed in Cove. Facts. So like <laughs> like so it goes back to so yeah, you say okay, where's where's nightlife at right now? Mm-hmm. I started the shit. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Every 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 I gave everyone the platform to do their artistic craft in individual spaces. And I made the decision on who the fuck that person was that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? So when when I opened Cove and I was like trying to do this other shit mm-hmm. and I was like, all right. And then Don was like, yo, you should probably fuck with O. I was like, I don't know about fucking O Sharp. I don't know <laughs> fucking DJ. And I'm like, all right, O. And then O's coming on and and then we looking at each other. And then I think me and O actually, it was a pivotal point in Cove to where me and O was like, we were trying to stay, keep Cove like sophisticated, mm-hmm. like you know, just trying not to do, run into the nigga shit. What you gonna run into? The birth of trap, but up trap. You gonna run in, You gonna run into it, but um. So. Oh man. Oh, was like, yo, should we take it there? Because mm-hmm. they just wanted to be. They wanted more hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck you, give it to them, man. Yeah. Let's go. Because I was like, we we. I'm fighting against the fucking grain. Yeah. This is what the fuck they want to come here for. Let them have it. Hold on, sorry. Hey, um, still doing the interview. <laughs> we, I, I promise we're gonna, gonna have you home. We're gonna have you home in a minute. I promise. You can blame Dez. Uh, I don't know. Probably about another 30, 45 minutes. All right, bro. Life of two kids, man, <laughs> and a wife. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, take it there. Let's fucking go. And so yeah, so the suspects. 
Um, came from Cove. Yeah, man. And you had some legendary nights in there too. Man. Oh man, uh, shit! You had the uh, what's the one? The girl group from uh, that Diddy song. They was in there one night, right? Uh, Dirty money. That then it came. Then it came. Then it came. Melissa Ford. Carrie Hilson. Carrie Hilson. That was that was that was that was icon. That was icon. The Carrie. Yeah. Carrie Hilson was icon. Yeah, Carrie, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had Jeezy in the parking lot. I had fucking, I had music. I think yeah, my biggest on Music Soul Child was my dopest one. Yeah. And because I called my agent, I was like, yo, I want to do, I want to do music. That was the first concert okay. in the parking lot. 614 day? Yeah, the 614 day. We did, I did the uh, Slick Rick 8 Ball MJG and um, I did them in the parking lot. I think that was, Facts. was that Cove? I, I think that, that might have been Icon. Icon. Yeah, that was Icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah Icon Cove was. Cole was, yeah, I mean... I, yeah, Cole was like, I remember Danny Kane, uh, Melissa Ford. Melissa Ford, yeah. yeah. Melissa Ford. I think, you know, I mean... That's it, icon. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk, oh, we're, we're gonna talk that was, about that. That was icon. We, we, we're gonna, that's what I'm saying. That's why I want to get the Cole out the way. We, we got some Coles on that, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary night. <laughs> Legendary night. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Shit. Yes. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, like, that... So, like, the... um Because I remember there was many nights, like... I got turned away from, you know what I'm saying, when it was cold, like, I'll come. And oh, yeah, you got to that. Yeah. <laughs> who was that? You posted the Drake, the, 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 the who was the button-up Drake? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, you know at this time, I'm still Major Woody's dead, so I'm like, I'm coming, and they like, no, you can't come mm-hmm. in here. So then, like. <laughs> Shout out to Chico, Major Woody. <laughs> yeah. I'm still Major Woody's dead, so, and then, you know, um, so then, you know, I, I would talk to O, because O, O was like, my mentor, like O's the O's the person that put the bat, the battery in my back to host. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he, he yeah, came and see me yeah, host yeah. Um, the talent show at my high school, and he was just like, "Dez, like you, should you, do you need to go ahead and do this." Yeah. But anyway, so O was like, "Yo, Dez, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I mean? Get you a polo, or whatever, and you know what I mean? You be good." <laughs> so like, so then and then O and then O would get me in the club. So I would, so I was just like, you know, I would just watch because at this time I'm young. I'm like 22, 23. You know what I'm saying? This is older crowd, older chicks. Yeah, they and I'm in just there. like just sitting in the corner, like with this old is watching. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Like, yeah, they in there. They yeah. were Cove was Cove was sophisticated. Yeah. It was top of the line. Yeah. I mean, you still had niggas that ruined stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think was it? I don't. I think my biggest joint was I think it was where we go to Icon. I think it was the Icon days. Yeah. Something else. But yeah, Cove was Cove was. Cove was, it was just a different touch. It was, it, so it was, it's, 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 like I always say, it's not about what they're doing, it's about who's doing it. Yeah. Right? Facts. So, who's doing it? It's like this podcast, right? Like, right. you know, who's doing this podcast? Right. Why is it successful? Mm-hmm. It's fucking 32 NFL teams. Why is that team winning the championship? It's because right. who's fucking running that shit? And of course, having talent behind it, yeah. right? So, I go back to say, of how much talent was birthed through the platform that we created, mm-hmm. but these people were still talented. Mm-hmm. Oh, still talented. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These other folks, promoters, they still have social influence. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It was just, but giving them an opportunity to do something at no fucking risk. Like, I don't, I didn't, I, there's not one person that I ever gave an opportunity to that I gouged them. Nah. I never, I never gouged them. I never said, Tony Sharp, so go back to what you say. Tony Sharp, mm-hmm. reason why we was in there, Tony was like, give us 10 grand and mm-hmm. you can have the night. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck no, I'm not giving you shit, motherfucker. I'm bringing you something. But Sam wanted to do the opportunity. I said, all right, well, fuck it, we do it. You find mm-hmm. the money, we do it. I'm mm-hmm. not putting my money up. Mm-hmm. But so it goes back to what did we learn on 
what did I learn from that? I learned not to treat them like that, not to say, yo, promoters, fuck you, pay me, not mm. DJs. Um, you know, I try to take care of everybody mm. so that they, you know, um, so yeah, that was. So, so when did you, so when did you go from being Bobby Ferguson to Bobby Fane? That was, Fane. uh, that was Icon day. So I went, so Icon was, so we were, <laughs> the funny part <laughs> was, Man, Bobby Fane was off the fucking. I wasn't. Man, I was in a. Man, I was in another world, <laughs> bro. Um, so this might be like two interviews. <laughs> you know, this, right? this might be like a part one, part two. But uh, hey, so the uh, the the um the the Bobby Fane was it was birthed from Biz Marquee from we. I was, I was at, there. Yeah, we was at that, so O and them, but they we was at Cove. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Biz. So I would run Biz through Cove. Me and mm -hmm. Monty Juan, which is Biz manager, we were like, that was like my mentor. Like, when I say he opened up, like, fucking, like, this nigga, they tried to get me to do CIAA when CIAA was just CIAA. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I would never would fucking do it. And they was like, man, quit fucking with this shit, do this shit. But Biz and them just took a, we just took a, like, I, from the, so I was original from my old school hip hop show. So mm -hmm. all my old school hip hop artists, like Dougie, oh, I can call every last one I'm on the phone right now and say, yo, what's up? How you doing? They, how you doing, Bobby? Right. You good? Your family good? Like, mm -hmm. they just, it, I guess when they grew up, you know, you just get right. older, mm -hmm. you, you get more wiser and stuff. Right. So they were passing that wisdom down to me. And so Biz, they did an interview and then O-Son was at the interview at the Facts. hotel. Um, <laughs> Justice. Justice. Yeah, Justice was there. So, yeah, you see. So, yeah. I come back in the house. O's cutting commercials for me at this mm. time. He's doing some production in the studio. I come to the house, and I walk in, and it sounds like Bobby Fane. <laughs> and I said, yeah. Bobby Fane? Who the fuck is And then, so, I was like, you heard that? I was like, he was like, no. Nah. I was like, we was like, where the fuck you get that from? He was like, that's what Biz called you. <laughs> so, I called Biz the next day. I was like, yo, he's like, that's funky, ain't it? You like that shit, <laughs> So, he kept calling me Bobby Fane all fucking day and shit when I was in the, when they was doing the interview. And I really didn't catch on to it. I'm what? like, and so I was like, and so it was, it was actually me and O. And O was yeah. like, I was like, I think I'm gonna run with that shit. And then that was when I just put the little persona on. <laughs> it was Bobby Fame and just was fuck it. Then that's when I grabbed the microphone. I yeah. started hosting. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't like the way Cass was treating my venue. Seven, I would cut Seven out every motherfucking goddamn day. God bless seven, you. I said, goddamn, Seven, you can't be so fucking dirty mouth. Yeah, seven. Oh, I miss oh, my guy so seven. much, man. So I got, I just never liked the way people was trying to give the experience. And mm -hmm. I was just, it was kind of a joke, you know, because yeah. I'm really a shy guy. I really don't like that shit and I'm not mm -hmm. a fucking and that fucked up part I really don't know a lot of rap records so I'm like just <laughs> up there just saying shit hooks and we were just having fun and mm -hmm. that was and that's where Bobby Fame came from and then we just we just ran with it and then it was like it was it was cool but mm -hmm. I think um it really wasn't me either mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like as you know people I think it's just more or less and I think I asked Biz about it it was just he said the fame came from just doing more grand stuff. The mm. outside thinking, just always try to create something fabulous. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? He always felt that I was just the person that, you know, was in the spotlight, but mm -hmm. never took the spotlight, but always right. took the chances that majority of people would want to do to get in the spotlight. Right, right. So, um, and so that's, um, that's, that's, that, that's where it all, that's where it came from. And I ran with it and I loved mm -hmm. it. And I had fun with it. Uh -huh. And I, shot, man, we had kicked it. That's when all the bitches was at. That was the young bitches. So that was my, that was my young bitch phase, right? So you know what I'm saying. I'm like sitting here with all the young, the Desmas is coming around, you know, uh, all of them. It was all, they was all birthed through the, through them joints. Yeah, bro, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, 
it's crazy. Like, right? You keep we keep like we keep saying these different people, and like like you say, like it may sound cocky, but you really created the nightlife. Like, look, got, like look, like look how many people that came through that door, and and, and like that was your the icon. To me, was like the first real experience for like my age demographic as far as like the club scene go. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, we did Club Ice, you know what I'm saying? But like the Icon was like, like you felt like you felt like you was doing something if you went to the Icon, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, it was it was a more intimate setting. The way and like I told you before we start doing the show, like I feel like that's the reason why you had so much success with yeah. the, with the nightlife because you treated everybody like they everybody was VIP, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, like yeah, nobody. I don't. If you ever been to a Bobby Fame event, yeah, yeah, we are, you can't yeah. ever say like you said like you can't ever say like Bobby. Um, even with the even with the promotion stuff, I remember there was a couple times we did stuff. We did stuff in your event. Me and Craig were scratching our head like, man, we don't know how the fuck we about to pay Bobby. And we'll go in the back room and Bobby would be drunk as a fuck and be like. <laughs> Y'all niggas is crazy, man. Y'all ain't make no fucking money, but y'all don't owe me. And then we pulled out money. I mean, I pulled out all this money. And he was like, Desmond, put the money back in your pocket before I take it, bitch. Y'all good, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're going, we, we going, we going to make this back. You know That's what I mean? And that was just like yeah. a... Yeah. And I was just... Because I'm, I'm coming from doing a lot of shit where you getting J-Jerk. So it was uh, just yeah. like... It was just different. Like, damn. Like... Damn it, we don't got a pain. Like, and then and, and we can come back the next week and do another event. So... I mean, yeah. Why create... Why create... Why put you in a... Um, uh, you know, in a, in a um, an injury position. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you can be an asset, like you know what I mean. I think I think more or less a lot of my stuff. I was always trying to c- create too. I think now people always say it's not the same or whatnot, but it's it's not. It's and I, I just don't think that the people who are in the position to, that are running mm-hmm. the nightlife scene, they're just fuck you, pay me, get money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not they're not looking at anything from experience because we did that because don't because right. these people they right. all came up underneath what we did. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're just, they're just as old as I am and just saying, all right, well, fuck it. We in the business and just like, all right, well, but, you just get money. But one of the key things is, though, like, you own your situation. All these people are still working for people. Like, they're not, they're not, they're not trying to control the situation like you. Well, I, I, well, I, I blame it on Sam and Lou, you know what I'm saying, right now, because, they, I mean, they control Avalon, mm-hmm. XO, and Reserve in mm-hmm. Havana. They control. They control what what goes on with and Scott, mm-hmm. them three. You know what I'm saying? Who you know? Those those are the ones that are making the decision as far as a mega. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you okay. know, like that. So, but they don't have the enthusiasm or want even to put the efforts into doing anything above and beyond of what they of what they're doing. Yeah. And maybe they just don't have the knowledge to create it either. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, because like like I said, you know, like I was saying. Uh, before we start recording this is like that was one thing about you Bob is like you put money in your events like you, instead of just constantly doing the same thing like I said like I came in there one night you had chicks dressed up in like mm. caravan of fits dancing mm. on the bar mm. then, you know what I mean like there was well, we always we did that in night. Cove too so yeah, Cove yeah. we did the birthday party we did the, we did the theme events yeah. we did we put a lot of effort and right. time into it so and what and, well, this is what this is the, the reality of it is is that they they do it now because we did all of that right mm-hmm. And they know that the consumer is so, they don't give a fuck. So they're just literally, they're literally just giving a consumer what they want because mm-hmm. the consumer doesn't ask for more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The consumer's like, I'm gonna just do whatever the hell I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fucking Taco Tuesday. I don't give a fuck what it what it's like. Mm. They don't. They're not. No one's take. No one's taking control. And then there's no promoter or no one to say, Hey, I want something better. Me and my life. I got, you know, we hear right. Pelican. Right. I thought about the club shit, but right. it's, just, uh, yeah. it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just 
where it is. I just don't have the efforts and I don't want to put that energy in for something that has a lot of negative energy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's like that. That's just that's just where, where I, you know what I'm saying? Where I I'm get at. It. So if someone's in that space, I'm not saying if an opportunity presented itself. Yeah. I mean, because I looked at a couple opportunities, no, I it just didn't. It. It, just, it just wasn't the right situation. But I just don't think that they. I don't think no one. I don't think. I think that's up to the consumers, man. And I think it's also up to the people that's delivering the product. And I don't think the people that are delivering the product actually give two fucks about what the product is to the consumer. Besides cheap drinks and gouge them and charge them at the door and get money. Yeah, and, and you know another thing that you did. I feel like you started, Bob, is like you would do the guest list joints, but. Yeah. The way that you did the guest list is you like the people that was running the guest list. So I remember like like when when Bobby first brought me into the icon situation, right? So like so so Bobby was like, you know what I mean? Obviously he's been doing his homework or whatever, right? So he, he hits me up on Facebook, like, yo, I like what you're doing. I want you to come to the club, right? So so I go to the club one day before they really open, I'm chopping it up with him, he picking my brain. He like, all right, cool. Then there was like a party coming up, right? And he was like, "There's this is what I want you to do. Like, I see you got a big following. I'm gonna give you a free bottle, like some great goose or some shit, right? You get a free bottle, you get a guest list. All I want you to, all I want you to do is just show up and bring your people with you. That's it. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't gotta pay me no money. You get this free bottle, and you get paid off the guest list. Yeah, and you get paid off the guest list. So." You, now you got a sentence, right? You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? So now it's just like, all right. And this, I'm, I'm trying to make the transition. I'm like, yo, I'm getting older. I don't really want to do the teen night shit no more. I want to, this <laughs> is the lane I want to get into. So I'm like, oh, I'm all in. Then I've been, I've been watching Bobby because that's one thing that I always did when I did the nightlife stuff is I, I studied the places I went to. So when I would go in the club, I would study the crowd, see how people interact, listen to the music, see, you know what I mean? So I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to, I'm like, man, I'm talking to Bobby. Like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So I get there, you get the bottle, and this is like icon, you got the bungalows and shit. So I'm like, <laughs> nigga, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And then, you know, at this time, like I said, I'm like 23, 24. I'm like, shit, I made it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, like, you know, people see the progression of, of dead. Like, so a lot of people knew who I was. So now I'm like, I'm in this scene, and they like, damn, dead, like, how you be knowing all these people? You get into all these clubs for free and this, that, like, you know, and and, and so I think that's one thing like that's that you know now right everybody does the guest list shit right now but you don't really that, like you're not giving nobody a incentive to really promote like yeah, alright yeah. you're saying get here by 1130 and your people free like fuck that like like why, why do that when uh, yeah why, why, the door is locked <laughs> <laughs> why you know what I'm saying like why do that when when I when I can come late anyway and still get in you feel what I'm saying like, yeah. like, like so I, I think that's another thing that you kind of like like I said, you 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 were able to, to work uh, work situations, but make them make sense for all parties involved. Like you're gonna make yeah. it make sense for you, but you're gonna make it make sense for the other person too. Oh yeah, I, I mean like I I guess I truly care about the promoter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you know what I mean because I've been in that situation. Yeah. You know, and I'm I was just trying to give everybody like I I, I saw what you created. I like mm -hmm. what you were doing. I like the movement. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, like, and I think, and it's only a, a handful of folks that could say that, yeah. that could say right. they had the opportunity to do that because it just wasn't a hand me out, like, nah. a free birthday party, like, right, yeah. <laughs> or right. Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Right, just throwing yeah. some shit up to get any Man, of I fucking hate so, the free though. birthday party jig, and you see 20, <laughs> 20 flyers, like, who is yeah. this person? Like, why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, back in the day, like, you really had John to be somebody. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, back in the day, for you to get on a flyer, 
And they'd be like, it's your birthday party? Like, you had to really be somebody. You know what I mean? And like, dope birthday party. And so, 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 yeah, so, oh, like, for cool. you to make that, it's like, people looked at you like, damn, like, you got... Can you get that bottle of Duce? You got, you got, a, you got a birthday party? I know party? you look comfortable, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, let's talk about some of the legendary nights, man. Like, me and Reese, we always talk about this. The Roxy Reynolds night. An icon, bro. Yeah, that was, that was, um, somebody <laughs> said she wanted to do a birthday party, and I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And uh, I knew it was gonna be crazy. <laughs> that shit, man. She was, man. Listen, they was. Yeah, Lou's uh, uncle was second or first in the police department, and he came by the next day and said, "Man, if y'all ever do some shit like that again, <laughs> you're gonna be in a lot of motherfucking trouble." I said, damn, yeah, she showed her ass on that one, man. She, uh, Roxy. Literally. Does Roxy come around a lot? I don't see her throw parties. She don't really throw nah. Yeah, I, she got old. No, no. Uh, no. Just yeah, she, yeah, she transitioned. Yeah. Oh, she transitioned? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to the transition. She, she date this nigga's cousin. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she, she date this, nigga, she date this nigga's cousin. Who, oh, she, your cousin? <laughs> oh, okay, right. hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, hey. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, man, that like, if he like, like it, I love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like the Roxy Reynolds Damn. night, man. What, what, what was it like for you, Reese? That Roxy Reynolds night. Reese, no mic. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she, he. Let, let, me, let, me, let me get some clip, please. Oh, she born young. Oh, she yeah. born now. She getting in action. Uh, I thought she was getting in yeah, action. Pass that down, pass yeah. that down. I'm trying to get a douce bag. Hey, man, hey, we speaking into existence, man. That was the no panty night. No panty night, yeah. Yeah, that shit is crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's her shit. Yeah. Oh, you was you was you was right up on the speaker. Oh man. Yeah, man. She uh she she got on that speaker, bro, and she let them niggas have it. She, I was like, is she fuck? I was like, yo, she can't fucking climb up there. And she's on top of that motherfucker, showing every motherfucking thing you could possibly see. And them niggas is going crazy. I'm like, oh my god. Man, the Roxy Reynolds night was legendary. The tent parties was always I think the there. icon moment was when I got, I did, so I did uh, Drake on a Wednesday mm-hmm. at Boma. Mm-hmm. And they stayed the next day and then just popped up at icon on a Thursday. I thought that was probably one of the dopest shit. Yeah, okay. Because he was, he was, shit, he had records at that yeah. time. And mm-hmm. he ain't charged shit. It's just, mm-hmm. I gave him some bottles and mm-hmm. shit. And uh, <laughs> Ben was mad at me. But, uh, <laughs> but nah, I think that was a, that was one of the dopest ones I thought. Because it was a, and I and and, it, and Instagram and well, Twitter really wasn't that heavy mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. moment. So I thought if that was like heavy at that moment, man, that shit would have been. Yeah, Instagram, you do that shit now. Yeah, Instagram wasn't even existing yeah, then. Yeah, Instagram yeah. wasn't even. Yeah, nah. but Twitter wasn't even up to nah. par. But it was still a good turnout. And people got on their phones and shit and, and called motherfuckers out. But um, but yeah. What, what was another dope night? What's another dope night you had in there, Bob? Um. Jeezy was dope. Jeezy in the tent. Jeezy in the tent. All white party was hot. Um, I used to do first Fridays. We did one joint where I had like motherfuckers like hanging from the ceilings and walking around in fucking stilts and all types of crazy shit. That was dope. Um, I had one of the craziest day parties too. 
Yeah, we started the day party yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Boog, we I did we did one day party. And I was like, ah, this is a grind. I really don't fuck with it. But then that's when the MLG guys called me because uh, uh, Keys was in DC and he told me that he wanted to do the day party stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a new thing. I said, well, we just started some shit like this. I was like, well, I really don't really. I said, y'all can. You just go ahead. I won't fuck with it, and y'all just do y'all shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like I ain't going even compete which I got the bar and it really mm-hmm. and, and, and it wasn't at my bar and at this time I think Cass was kind of feeling a little different because outside of me doing this I'm still doing shows mm-hmm. throughout the year I'm still getting marketing contracts I'm still doing stuff that's not affiliated with people that's in the bar and I think okay. that's kind of like where everything goes now is like I think people wanted to control the situation mm-hmm. and I think um, and I think they were just people kind of mad because a lot of shit was going off on the side that they really wasn't but there really was no fucking help yeah. I mean mm-hmm. what fucking move you know what I'm, what I'm gonna do for you you can't ch- pick and choose what, what, what L you wanna right, take yeah. you know what I'm saying <laughs> shit you gonna take all these L's or you gonna you know what I'm saying I'm not we not about to play that game right. so um, you know but this is what the fuck I do yeah. and I'm gonna keep doing it um, so that's where we are yeah man uh, I remember we had the um well, see, that, see, what people don't understand is, like, What Up Wednesdays, they don't understand, like, there's two <laughs> yeah. parts of What Up Wednesdays, right? Mm. So, there was the What Up Wednesdays before we got involved, mm. right? And it was a totally different situation. And then, like, once me, Deontay, and Craig got involved with the What Up Wednesdays, like, right. like we took it to a whole other level. Because like, like, pro- they Fly Union's not promoters. Right. They had, you know, they had a brand, yeah. but they weren't. They weren't part of it. Yeah. So people still ask for What Up Wednesdays. They That's do. Crazy. They do. Because it, it was a legendary night. Because it was like... And it's crazy because we really had like what up Wednesdays. It, it became like a real profitable night for y'all, didn't it? Like on a Wednesday. Oh yeah, it was yeah. I mean, besides the Dollar Rossi, yeah, that yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Shout out to Jerome Dollar Rossi. <laughs> but I mean, but it was a bit like I mean, I just know that like there was a lot of nights where we'd be like, damn, this bitch is packed on we, a Wednesday. Uh, we had, I mean, it was it was we had. I looked forward to what a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, middle of the week, making some money. Yeah. Almost like Wednesday function. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what up Wednesdays was crazy. I remember, um, I remember the uh, the first the the first time we did like stupid fruity hookah in like <laughs> like when the song came out. Well, that was the first time we stupid performed it. And then hookah. I remember like got, crazy, I remember Bob man. just like being yeah. in the back and he was yeah, just like. That. Like, cause he didn't know, right? Like, yeah. so everybody keeps asking for Stupid Fruity Hookah song. So Bob doesn't really know, like, what the fuck is going on, right? And he doesn't know that this is me and Craig. So then the record comes on, and he, like, the whole club erupts, and, like, everybody's singing the song. So Bob looking around, like, whose song is this? And they, like, that's Craig and Dance. He, like, Craig and Dance, like, that's their song? Like, Bob couldn't believe it, man. That shit was classic. <laughs> and so, right, he was like, these niggas, like, rapping? And... It was just like uh, we was just having fun, man. We we really was like we didn't expect it to you know turn into what it turned into. It was just like really us just having fun. Like really, really, we really made that album to make fun of rappers because like at this time you remember we had the Craig and Dead show. So at this time we had the Craig and Dead show and like everybody wanted to like promote their rap shit to mm. us and we like yo that's not what we do. Like this isn't a rap show. We don't play music and. At that time, well, still now everybody raps, right? But at that time, mm. like everybody was really trying to rap, and we was like, "Fuck it, man, we gonna rap." You gonna rap? Yeah, and we just r- literally made a, a, a CD in three days, and it was. That, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just talent, though. She, she, she I should put that motherfucker out. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, we put it out, man. We put yeah, it out, bro. and I mean, but it was, you got to think like 
you know, I, Instagram didn't that really exist then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter was like Twitter was still kind of new, and it was just like we like un- honestly we was just ahead of the ahead of our time. Like we didn't really yeah. know how to work it. We didn't really have I, like oh I totally agree. Yeah, like you know I what I mean. Totally we, we didn't have nobody really behind us to be like all right, like way ahead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Way so ahead. that was that man. Um, so the icons popping. You Bobby Fang, right? Every yeah. everything's going going up. So so then you you said you took on a persona. So so as you're taking on this persona, like what what makes you start going like in deeper with the persona? You know what I mean? As as you know, like getting involved with other things. You know what I mean? And, and, and like was it was it something that you felt like it was necessary, or was it just like you was just caught up in the moment? It was just like fuck it, let's just. I think you, um, I think it's not, I think a certain lifestyle attracts, um, uh, different energy, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not more or less of, a you being involved, it's right. the people around you mm-hmm. that are involved. Okay. Guilty by association. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you, you basically like, you know, you don't, and then, you know, and so Tony Sharp <laughs> used to always say this shit. Always say this shit. He says, he says, yeah, when they fucking, when you kill the snake, they cut it off at the fucking the top of the head. Mm-hmm. That's how you kill the snake. And so I used to, what the fuck are you talking about? So, you know, in order, when it happened, it's just they come for the person that's at the top. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Bobby Fane's big and, you know, everything else. So it's just like you... You you know it's not really getting involved with things. It's just taking on a different lifestyle mm-hmm. and a persona um, that's more flamboyant, and you're 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 now a target. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that's that's more or less when you say getting at things, not really yeah. doing it. It's right, just right. Actually, being around yeah the wrong environment. I get it. I get it. I get it. So like once. You're around it, right? And mm-hmm. then, like you said, like you're not really in it, but you're, you know, what I mean, you're guilty by association. Mm-hmm. So, did you, did you ever think like this type of situation is going to happen, or was you just like fuck, like, or was you thinking more so, hey, I'm not really in it, so I'm good, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really got too much to do with me because I'm really staying in my lane. Yeah, for sure, definitely. So, you know, icons at a at a high. Mm-hmm. If you, you want to make the pivot right. into the into the situation, yeah. icons at a high. Bobby Fame's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I start hearing slack in things of my name being associated with um, questions of other individuals in the city. Mm. So, um, and one of the, I think the so the biggest thing that's that reason why Icon closed mm-hmm. was because um, Ben, who was the officer who invested and gave me a loan mm-hmm. to to be a part of the situation and he wasn't a partner he was just I gave he gave me a loan mm-hmm. um he was in trouble for um mortgage fraud mm-hmm. bankruptcy fraud um and then he started to ask where he got money from mm-hmm. and rest in peace Terry Glenn which is his brother um and um and myself so then they started to the the Federal start to look into my situation of what I was doing, mm-hmm. and that's when it all just it's went crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. went crazy. You so yeah, implications of other things, and um, you know, like I say, guilty by association, mm. man. You know what I'm saying? And 
um, you know, shit hit the fan, and it, it, it was like, I think that from, it was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Um, and I, and I, people, people always say like, all right, well, if you, if you, if you lose something, then it goes back to what I said earlier. When you, when you lose, it's not a, it's not a loss. It's a, it's a lesson. It's right. a, it's a learning lesson. You're not, you're not losing nothing. Um, and I, and I thought, and then, so at this time, Icon is on a down. Mm. Icon's really not making the capital that it was making before. Mm-hmm. We had just went through all oh, so fucking yeah. So if you ever buy a fucking club out there, please make sure that it has its uh, fucking club license and is inspected. Cause I had so one of the baddest parts of reinventing from Cove to Icon, they never really had it downtown with a building permit. So I had to go through the whole building per- permit process because the fucking guy now this we're we're operating cove under the radar mm. no one knew about it. i used to run cove to fucking three o'clock in the fucking four o'clock in the fucking morning <laughs> it was just like whatever the fuck mm-hmm. and when i go to transfer and to do everything with icon we didn't have the building stuff so i had to build a handicap rent it was just stressful mm. as fuck and i got right at the end and everything was done the building, a ramp that's on the fucking building was built by us. The back ramp was built. I had to go through all new fucking drawings, major fucking money, and um, struggling. And the club's not doing well. And then I get hit with all of these troubles and tribulations of dealing with the law. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, fuck, like, damn. So as I'm in the county and everything's done, and it's, we're going through the process, then that's when I told... Sam and Lou, I said, the good thing is y'all get to start over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get to start fresh. You don't have to deal with the the, the baggage and, and, and trying to recreate a new identity. Like, you, you got it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, you know, when Republic came. Um, and I was just in the back. And I was playing the back role and just watching cats um, build another empire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the same time. Um, and I couldn't really so it did so that was the most stressful part is that you're seeing people make decisions for you. Mm. So it took me back to fucking ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, it took me back to ninety seven. Traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, all of this shit. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying nothing. And mm. I and I I think what they created at Republic um was was great. I thought it was great. I thought the layout was dope. I thought it was cool. A couple things like that. They got Havana now. They should have did that shit in the beginning with the round bar. But like, it was just, it was, it was, it was, it was different. So I, I'm in trouble. I'm in my situation. Um, I'm playing the back role. Um, and then at that time, that's when I, I, I had to sell my assets. Mm. So I sold my assets to Lou. Mm. Um, and so that they could operate mm-hmm. Republic. So. That was the deal, um, and yeah. So that was that was kind of like the that was the end of the end of me being in control of my own destiny as it pertains to that involvement. So so once so the walls is closing in now, right on, on mm-hmm. Bobby Fame to an mm-hmm. extent, right? Like mm-hmm. you seeing like you seeing the downs, you seeing the ups. You see the downs again, and so then you got, and, and, and then you got this situation going. Jay on. killed Bobby Faye, right? <laughs> killed <laughs> Jay Z, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so when when all this is going on, and 
you you kind of still at this time you're still waiting on your you, like you don't know what's about to happen. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen in my situation yeah. at all. I'm I'm fucking I'm I'm basically on, and then I'm getting hit with all these speculations mm-hmm. of things that I have no involvement with. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I never fucking dealt cocaine. Like, I don't. Are you yeah. fucking serious? Like <laughs> you gotta be fucking serious. You can't. Mm-hmm. I, I turned myself in. Mm-hmm. I turned myself in. It was like came and. It's so so. I think at the beginning of this, I was telling you guys how like um, like things in life, like you you were. So they came to my house to arrest me um, to prove the fact that I had another house that I was doing X, Y, and Z mm. with, and it wasn't my primary residence. Mm-hmm. I my sister's tire was low. I went and got her car the night before, and so mm-hmm. I got up. I was like, "Oh fuck, Bobby, don't wait all day to take your what? sister's car, leave." Mm-hmm. And I went to go get her fucking tire changed. And my cousin called me and said, "The FBI people are here looking for you." I said, "You sure they don't want you?" <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, you know, not what? me. Like, what? what the fuck they want me for? Mm-hmm. So, and then, I so I said, "All right, well, I'll, you know, I'll turn mm-hmm. myself in and 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 um." And I was like, hey, you got the wrong guy. Like, mm. this, this shit is ridiculous. And it was. It was a bunch of bullshit. It was a mm. bunch of just speculation. So the fucked up part about it in this world is that me and you, mm-hmm. uh, yo, Des, like, um, yo, um, that fucking Amazon stock is mm. about to, um, it's about to dip. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and trade all your shit right now, mm-hmm. right? That's insider trading, right. right? If you don't actually do it, it's not a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But if him over here no. says, hey, I want to sell you something, and I say, I don't know about that, I, or let me think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm a conspiracy now. Right? No. I'm, it's, I, that's a drug law. Mm-hmm. So once you're in a conspiracy trap, which was created from John Gotti, you just, you're, that's what they created it for. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so many people are locked up, they, like, you know, Behind that shit that you could just have a whole nother program on just how fucked up the system is. And but at the same time, it wasn't, you know, so you take it back to faith and you like, all right, yo, all of that situation. Why was the Bobby Fame demise going down? Like, why? Why was all of that? And it was because it was something so much more better than what I could ever imagine to go. And so when. When everything hits the fan, when everything goes and I am go through my situation and I walk away from a situation, I never understood. I always said, why did Dre walk away from death row? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did he walk away from $500 million? Like, I never could get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. You want to be involved in that environment. You don't want to be involved around the negativity. You don't want to be involved around the people. You know what I'm saying? You can just create your own shit. So. Yes. <laughs> okay. So everything goes... So. Boom! You um, you're waiting for your fate, right? So yeah. So when you're when you're waiting to hear what your situation is like, what's going what's going on through the mind? Oh man, I'm fucked up. I'm downtown nightlife is still back popping. Republic is opening. These mm-hmm. guys have assets. Um, they're up and operating. Um, they're doing well. Um, nightlife is still booming in Columbus. Um, doing record numbers um, in a small confined space numbers that you never would think that you could produce and that that republic was the true invention of bottle service that was when bottle service was introduced to nightlife to urban nightlife mm-hmm. on a grand on a grand scheme um it made the 
it made everyone a focal point who purchased bottles. So mm -hmm. it created that lifestyle. That's when it really took off and blossomed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about doing $20,000 nights in a small bar that you would never do that type of capital in that space mm -hmm. without the bottle service. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So bottle service is every bit of 60% of revenue. Mm -hmm. um, people stunting. So we talked about yeah. that style. But, you know, what's going on through the mind is I'm fucked up. I'm not in control of the situation. I'm, you know, a bunch of allegations and just, you know, just not really... Um, I think the biggest part was kind of knowing, like you said, what was your fate? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what, what's going to happen to you? You know what I'm saying? I think that's the, that's the hardest part. And you can never understand or you can never um, understand some, someone unless you've actually been through it. You know what I'm saying? So I get it, you know what I'm saying, with somebody going through that, through that process. Um, and I just want to get it over. That was 18 months. 18 fucking months and I'm sitting around just watching the world create and have no, well, not the whole 18 months. I did have an understanding of what was going to happen with my fate um, about a year later. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's just, it was, it was just, it was just a really a bad time. I wasn't myself. I wasn't the enthusiast. I wasn't, um, I couldn't create, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I couldn't create. I couldn't be who I was. Um, while you was waiting, were you, was you allowed to like have your name associated with anything, or was it like some more like silent parts? So one of the fucked up one of the fucked up things is that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I, I was a, they people wanted to keep me a distance because they felt that I was. A, so nobody wanted yeah nobody wanted to be involved yeah, with yeah, 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 nobody, like it yeah, yeah, yeah it's so. all my fault <laughs> like this shit's happened I'm like. <laughs> Damn, didn't I call you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, didn't I, didn't I call you? Like, you know, like, wasn't I the motherfucker? So I had to go and get, I could not leave unless I had letters signed. Mm. And I used to have to get letters signed, state that that was my occupation at work. And so I had another gentleman that I was working for that signed way more letters than Lou and Sam. And I was like, damn, this is fucked up. So that kind of just put salt and taste in my mouth. But I think that, um... Like you said, everybody kind of thought it was my fault. And I'm like, yo, like, the fuck is, you know, like, you still didn't put up no money to do what you did and eating off of what you're doing. My liquor license is still is at Avalon right now to this day. That's my license mm -hmm. at Avalon. Um, and so through that whole process, like you saying, like, how, you know, it just, you know, um, you know, it's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, just a, it's just a bad feeling. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, it was happy moments. I got to get out. I got to enjoy. I didn't have stress. Um, I'm, my girl probably going to listen to this. <laughs> I had a lot of people. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, though. That's a fun. <laughs> I was drunk nights. A lot yeah. of drunk nights. I was still doing mint. I was mm -hmm. doing mint on, um, and we was doing mosaic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you was. Yeah. You I was, was. still rocking. Was. I was still rocking mosaic. I was doing that piece. Shout out to Scott Wooten. He wasn't afraid. Um, he was, he kept it rocking, he kept it real. Um, and, um, and then I was still doing like consultant shit, mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Petey and Josh, they was, they was holding me down over at Mint. Um, and that was, that was pretty much it. And then it was on to a new beginning, you know what I'm saying? So how long, how, how long was your, your, so did you, you had, did you have to go through like court dates or was it just like, boom, like, or was it just like, all right, this date? Going yeah, it was a, it was it was a it was a it was at a self surrender date. Okay. And um, I, only, I mean, I did a year. Mm. I did a little year vacation. Mm. Um, and then came back home. But you know, so it goes back to what I say. The 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 biggest 
thing to me, I was more educated in that time frame of that year. I never read. I didn't read. Mm-hmm. Um, I met um, so many individuals. I met, you know, it was, it was just another phase of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it was the, it was the moment to, to wake me up. And I still don't do what I was supposed to do in my, in my regimen of what I, what I was around. But, mm-hmm. like, so we used to have... I was on vacation. I used to, so I went around, I consulted every business individual. So it was guys there that ran hedge funds. It was a guy mm-hmm. there that did real estate development. It was a guy there that did pharmaceutical medical stuff. Um, it was a guy there that ran trucking companies. Um, um, a guy there that ran security firms. Uh, a guy there that uh, actually built wineries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, you know, it was a, a guy that did foreign exchange stuff. And mm-hmm. everybody did like, has their own issues, but it was a moment in my career, in my life, to where I could educate myself on everything else that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about anything evolved besides chase that dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Chase that dream. Chase the fucking shows. Chase, 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 chase. That's mm-hmm. what I'm doing my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like, I'm not slowed the fuck down. I'm not thinking. I'm not fucking disciplining myself. I'm not educating myself on anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm just running. And so, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I was able to grasp and to think and to look at how dumb I was mm-hmm. on, you know what I'm saying? Especially with cash and capital. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like trying to like trying to build something. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I'm losing $150,000 in shows when it's fucking, I could buy tangible assets. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That, that's fucking there. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's never going to fucking leave, um, you know, and chasing that. So it's just the models just just changed so all right so boom you do your you do your year of vacation now so i can just give my experience on on the outside so boom bobby leaves right it's a it's a shift in the nightlife and i'm just watching how this shit is moving i'm watching how it's going i'm seeing out i mean out you know i mean outside of sam and lou like i mean i'm just watching like your, your veils your rios like all you know what i mean I, i'm watching Practically all the people that you put into the nightlife game, and, and I'm just seeing how they move, and I'm just seeing how the scene is moving. I'm like, yo, this shit ain't right. Like, so I, I was talking to people, and I would say stuff to people, but like people was kind of looking at me like I was crazy, like I was tripping, and I'm like, not like y'all not seeing what's going on. Like this ain't like this ain't how it should be moving. Like you know what I mean? Like like it's it's getting whack. You know what I mean? And you know, uh, like the only person that really like understood what I was saying was Craig, because like me and Craig we had these conversations all the time, and and at this time we're kind of like removing ourselves from the situation because we like, yo, this party shit is just like it, it's niggas ain't creating. Like now it's just like everybody's chasing the money, so everybody trying to cut super corners and put you know put up the least amount of money that you can and, and maximize the most money and not really giving the experience. And I'm just like, yo, like, yo, like. So I'm looking at the consumers like, yo, y'all really coming here every week yeah. doing the same shit and y'all content with this? Yeah. Like, 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 y'all don't think there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with this? Y'all not challenging the promoters? Y'all not challenging the owners? They're like, they don't care. Yeah, and, and no one's really caring. So it was just like, so that was kind of like a moment in my life where it was just like, a, I'm kind of falling back from the party scene and, and I'm just watching how this shit is going. And it's kind of like, but I'm also watching how like, everybody's kind of forgetting about Bob. And, it, and, yeah. and like, and, it, and, and I'm not saying that just because you're sitting here, but like you hear it all the time, right? Like when people go away, then people forget about mm-hmm. all the shit that you did yeah, when yeah, you was here. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. and so, boom, you do your year, you come home, and 
I remember when I chopped it up with like, you know what I mean? Like the first time I seen you, Bob, and I'm like, man, this shit is, it ain't, it ain't been the same since you've been gone. You know what I mean? Like this yeah, shit you is don't, you don't, You don't get treated the same because yeah. no one no one has, so. Nobody can gain nothing nobody, from you now, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, like you yeah, ain't Bobby yeah, Faye no yeah, more. Yeah, you can't nah, get me in the club. Nah, you can't yeah. do this and third. So now no, you're not yeah, getting I saw the same some, love. <laughs> I saw some niggas. I was like, damn, like where it's like, it's like that. But it's like, it's, it's funny because. I mean that's just the way it fucking goes, right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think that I think everybody in every every different facade of life and mm. industries and you know go through it, you know. But it's um it, it's not it doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Your mom always said my mom always said you can count your five your best friends on one hand. I never really understood what that meant, but I don't even think it's even best friends. I think even just good people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That you can really count on it and to say that. Um, they want you, but everybody uh, wants to be, everybody wants to, I think everyone that you're, I think people just wanted to be in control mm-hmm. and people wanted to have their thing. And like you said, they don't need me for anything. So why the fuck they going to call me for mm-hmm. They can get what they want accomplished. You know, it's a world of opportunists out there. So they just like, all right, fucking shit. We don't need that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And you, I get some folks now that be like that tell me about all that that's how I'm really realizing about all the good times people had because they'll come up and they'll just randomly stop me and shit you know what I'm saying I'm like what the fuck are you talking about they're like nigga I was, one girl was telling me how she got fucking married in the club and she met her husband they had kid not got married they got you know they met her husband just the impactful things you know what I'm saying that was created during those times so I think that's just that's just that's just that's just life man and you know what I'm saying I think you know and I just encourage everybody just be better judgment of characters <laughs> Of people around you, you know what I'm saying? Of like what you do, That's but <laughs> you know, is um, you know, but it, and I don't, I mean, look at, I mean, shit, I mean, look at the dynasty, look at Jay and them, they broke up, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the Beatles, you know what I'm saying? They, I don't know if they ever broke up, but shit got there. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of go through their thing, right. you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, but yeah, it's it's we fast forward now. We 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 were there. I think people definitely don't. I don't think no one. Like I said, I just I'm just surprised that no promoter younger I encourage any 25 year old motherfucker to do what I did you know what I'm saying go find some shit find a way to make it work get you a fucking lease do some shit create your own goddamn thing and and go for it you know what I'm saying I just don't see motherfuckers doing that they like the um you know all these cats you know just like um fuck you pay me type Mm -hmm. deal right Mm -hmm. so like just you know, they not looking, they want it, mm-hmm. they want it, but I'm just like, do it. But I don't think, so it goes back to sacrifice, right? You know what I'm saying? How many, how much I sacrificed, how much my family sacrificed into getting to where I am, to getting to the knowledge of what I am. When motherfucker, when I go in, a, somebody tell me to do a production call and they meet me and I say, yo, okay, I'm going to do a production call. Give me this amount of dollars. Guess what, motherfucker? I'm saying it with enthusiasm and with confidence. You're going to get to what the fuck you want and I'm giving you all the fucking money that I did. I didn't go to college, but I went to another college. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that I got educated on to where I I was I was burnt many a times from no no education, mm-hmm. right? Misinformed or or not meet not even leading. So I don't even think even cats now, even some of the cats even like them are even trying to lift nobody up to even get them into a position to where they can be that cuz you know, people are still inferior yeah. of competition. So yeah. Um, so so when you when you get out, what did you have plans of getting back into the business? Or I was really you like, didn't. I or really, was you like, fuck I was, it, I'm cool. I was I was cool. Yeah. I was I really wasn't I wasn't even thinking about it. Cause mm-hmm. they I came home and Sam and Lou was like, all right, we they 
He's like, yo, we got the license at Avalon. I'm like, all right, well, what the fuck that do for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, well, how am I, you know, how am I eat? It was like, well, I was like, so, all right, y'all on that shit? And then so I was like, all right, well, um, well, we still got Republic. It's empty. It's an empty building. Um, you know, we still got to get the license. Too. I was like, y'all got no fucking capital? Y'all got no money to put this shit up? Y'all don't have nothing? It was like, well, we ain't been making no money. We don't have shit. Which they, I could see them because I heard and understood why they didn't have money. So I was just like, more or less like, you know what, man? You know what? Fuck it. Keep everything I think you owe me. Keep everything that you think you want me to help you make. And y'all can go on about your life. And I'll go on about mine. And I'll just walk away. And I'll just do something totally different. Then I started getting hit up. Like, shit, like, Cooper Stadium people hit me up for a marketing job. Dude at Vern's. It was just different people was just coming to me. Mm-hmm. And I slowly started to get back into it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, actually, no, I came. So my biggest one, I came when I got back home. I, um, Maria Meeford. God bless her, man. Radio One. Um, she now at iHeart. Um, new Radio One was doing Stone So. Right, right. <laughs> Stone <laughs> So. which yeah, I got sued for. <laughs> but that's why I started laughing. I yeah, <laughs> I got so. But I can't. And so they like say like, well, tell JC what you used to do at Cooper Stadium and all of that. I was like, well, fuck, what's in it for me? Mm. I was like, all right, well, I got my foundation. I can sell the alcohol concessions. It was like, cool, get dope. But they still try to fuck me on that mm-hmm. shit. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll give you the game of what I did, how I ran it. They had Columbus Commons. Right. And so I was like, all right, well, you go ahead and do that. And and then so they was like, I told them and met with them. And then they pulled the corporate shit. Mm-hmm. They never really called me. Mm-hmm. And then they called me fucking three weeks before the fucking show. After they got it up, fucking sold all these fucking tickets, got Dougie Fresh on the show, all my fucking old school hip hop shit mm-hmm. that I fucking did. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking bastards. I'm like, what's up with my fucking concessions? And so they still want me to fucking pay them. But then, long story short, I ended up getting God still blessed me. He was like, yo, what? I'm fuck. So they came back. They had to have me. They thought they were going to go around and get City Year to put the not only to. So because you can sell at Commons, you can sell your own concessions. So they thought City Year was going to pay a sponsorship fee mm-hmm. um, to sell alcohol. And see, like, fuck that. I look for donations. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So they like, I hey, wouldn't do it. So that's when they backed up against the door. They said, can you get the nonprofit? Can you do this or this and that and that? And then that's when I helped them and I ran the concessions and I still kind of consulted them. Then the next year, and so that was a big jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a that was a very big thing. And so I really, really pushed my foundation when I came home. I was mm-hmm. do foundation. I got my 501c3 status. I was doing all of that. And I was just like, I'm going to just teach under city youth. I'm going to just do that piece. And I still had to side little gigs with marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and people still was calling me about the club stuff. Mm-hmm. And then so, but I did that piece. And um and that was a that was a big that was a big thing. So that was really I kind of start my mouth started boiling in because I'm seeing what the fuck they're doing and like how they're doing it. I'm like, oh, this shit really working. And then the next year, ironically, JC gets fired, and then they they, they hire me as the marketing consultant. So I produced the show for them. Mm, so nice. not only I produced the show for them, I ended up um, running concessions as well. Okay. So I had all alcohol, beverage, mm-hmm. pop, water, and then right. the, that was ran through the foundation, and you know. My production company consulted them and did it. Now, fast forward, it's my shit. <laughs> Radio One stopped doing it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's all blessings. So it's just all the knowledge of everything. So all those years of me being doing Cooper Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All them years of me opening up and running the bar business, right? right. All of that just came full circle to, to, to be able to produce something on that magnitude, which now I have, you know, Summer 614 and Columbus Soul. Um, 
you know, that's those are, you know, the big productions. And I, I look forward to that. You know, I like I like I like what Prime Social does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like how they you know, they mm-hmm. run a shit. I think they some things they leave off the table, but mm-hmm. you know, you look at Cincy Jazz Fest, you know, that's how I always look up. I go back to the show I lost all the money at Cooper Stadium, the two day All Star Music Fest. I look to do big shit that can be impactful and I, now I'm learning the things and the assets and the revenues and the resources that I need to produce those events. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I really wouldn't have never really did that if I didn't sit down. Yeah. Yeah, so like, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's like, it's kind of like the reoccurring theme in your story, right? It's like for every pit stop, you know, roadblock, whatever you want to call it that you run into, like, you pick up something that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have picked up on without without game. that roadblock to excel you to your next piece. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, and I think that's one of the dopest things about your story is because I feel like the average person would have been quit, right? Like yeah. all the all the shit that you went through, especially after you went on your vacation. Like for you see, to go I, on your vacation, I, I feel like see that's the thing that fucking like it kind of like fucking irritates me sometimes when people be like, like um, they be like, oh yo. Um, Yo, you bounce back. Like, what the fuck you mean I bounce back? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the same nigga right. that was doing inventful shit that was, I was still the same, I'm still the same determined motherfuckers mm-hmm. that got deterred in many obstacles that you didn't see. Right. Right? Because one situation was public mm-hmm. that you knew about. Yeah. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You think. Yeah, I've you, been through many, you know many situations. Yeah, like you, like you think that that was the only fucking struggle? Nah, yeah. No, nah, I'm not nah, saying you. I feel you, but, but I mean, but. It can deflate a lot. Yeah, of yeah. I, I just, I, I like, man. If you know what I mean, like, and and, and honestly, your first loss could have deflated you. Yeah, completely. but like, but on, and honestly, you're you're giving us the the PG version. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. ain't even really getting in deep. But I'm just saying, like, everything that you that you that you've been through, right? By yeah. like, the average person would have been like, ah, like I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? And then, but then also too, like you said, like you kept getting blessed. Like, yeah, you, you that's you, God you, though. Yeah, you, you took you, yeah. you took it on the chin. You didn't, you know what I mean? You might have been frustrated or whatever at certain situations, but yeah. you kept it, you you kept it pushing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and and it's funny because it seems like every time you try to walk away from it, it just organically pulls you back oh, in. Pulls you back in. You know what I mean? Copious like, like, fucking. Yeah, pull, like yeah. yeah, you did the copious yeah, pelican room. Everything, like everything pulls me. It just pulls me right back in because it's also, it's not. Um, it's what I've done and what I did for so long, and I'm I'm truly an expert at what I do. Facts. I'm, you don't put you know in man hours. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, like, yeah. So I got my ten thousand logs. Yeah, in. yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, absolutely. You know, I'm like so, and I think I love to do it. It's mm-hmm. been a passion of mine, and I'm, I, you know, and I feel like I I have so much history. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy for me to come to Pelican and manage right. it and to produce revenue and something that and yeah. I just fucking light work. Like right. it's not like it's um so I think. I think that's the biggest thing is like I said, I go through I've been through a lot of obstacles and so people to say, Yeah, you 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 kinda bounce back or you did this, I'm happy to see you. And I and I and I appreciate it because mm-hmm. those I think people are truly care, but I also say Besides you, because you're yeah. exception, you're exception. Yeah. The motherfuckers, and then they say that shit. I say, well, where, where the fuck was you with the blessing, too? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You wait for a motherfucker to get back up to say, hooray. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit, goddamn, motherfucker. You could have said you had a paint job for me, clean my fucking trash out. Right. Whatever you could have done right. and felt that if you felt that, that, because 
One of my, so two things happened. So Maria called me for that mm-hmm. piece. Another guy called me for another piece and said, I got the perfect job for your job. That was a big contract. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Contract after contract of people that are not saying, and they don't want nothing. They don't want shit. They just want to see you succeed and say, that's like, yo. I, that goes back to your character, though. Yeah, you're true, true. And I guess being able to accomplish and do the job, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, you know, if, if if you like go back to what I was saying about mm-hmm. the talent that came through the clubs, mm-hmm. I gave them opportunities, but they still talented. Mm-hmm. You know, people give me opportunities, but I'm, I still can produce the talent Facts. that they need. So you know, but I think you know, it, it, with everything that went through it, you know, we are we are. Um, I, I try to learn to forgive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt that that would help me ease my soul. Um, but I still got demons, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> that walk around, you know what I'm saying, just as being a human, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but uh, shit, yeah, man, fuck. Uh, so, so with all that being said, like, what's, what's next? For, next, for is, um, next is um, continue to develop um, more um, the festivals, make them bigger. I want to see... I want to see the festivals. I want to see a, a real two-day music fest. I want to see some major shit. Um, I want to break into those, to those, to those lanes in a, in a major level, like you know, like uh, like you would see for Cincy Jazz Fest mm-hmm. to some to some degree. Um, I want to uh, I want to do more productions outside of Columbus um, on that scale mm-hmm. of um, of uh, festivals. Um, uh, there, there's, there's, there's one huge concept that I, I know will work. Um, it, it'll be a development deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to own my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I done seen fucking Columbus downtown grow up, fucking man, crazy. It's on fire um, right now, man. It's about um, to be crazy. You know, and and that, and then just you know what I'm saying, like for real, like just getting older, man. Just watching my family, watching the kids, and you know what I'm saying, just kind of giving that. I want to do more with my foundation. I kind of took a step back from that because I realized doing the foundation. It really wasn't a lot that I wanted to create, get the own funds my damn self. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking go ask nobody. So I felt I was better served into doing cash infusion and using my productions. Everything's ran through my foundation, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, that I have. So a lot of the funds and a lot of the stuff that you see from my events, the benefits of the foundation. So I'm, I'm building that up. I want to do a development. I want to build my own, like, sports facility camp that has different avenues of sports and education tied into it so i see that piece coming within the next three four five years somewhere mm-hmm. around there nice. um and um and then just st- still keep going man just and all my talents man you know I, I you know shout out to warhol wall street um yogi and them they keep me occupied a ton um we got a renaissance. harlem renaissance project that's huge um stuff we do just signed on coda um as our marketing agency is the is two of us mm-hmm. um got their contract so just you know what i'm saying just corporate gigs right getting paid off what the fuck i do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like it's just you know not chasing the, the club dollars you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying pelican room is, is nice columbus soul mm-hmm. columbus soul was coming up september 8th it's gonna be it's gonna be major um that's one of the I, off of Riverfest. Mm-hmm. i did Riverfest last year yeah lost my fucking ass um <laughs> again um, still fucking learning and I was like I switched the model up and I downsized it and I think it's in the right direction but I mean I lost a shit ton of money last year with mm-hmm. that um, 
but I, the city gave me another chance mm -hmm. and said, yo, all right, do it. It was a couple past bills that wasn't paid, and they still let me do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just real life, mm -hmm. and that's just shit. And, um, you know, back at it. So yeah. still just grinding. So what is it? It's like, all right, yo, I lost, but what can I do to make it right? You know what I'm saying? What, what can I do to make this shit epic? And I think I got something that I'm doing now that's going to be dope. And uh, that's, that's, that's about it, man. So with all that being said, is there anything that you would do? I mean, you, you, there was a couple things you mentioned on, but is there anything that you would do different? Like if you, if you, could, if you could start all over again, like the very beginning of, of Bobby Ferg or Bobby Fang, like what would you do different? I wish 50 would have made power <laughs> about 10 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> makes sense. It all makes sense. Right? Club I wish, truth. I wish, he, I, wish he made, I wish he didn't made it. Right. Now, I, um, I, don't, I don't have no regrets okay. at, at anything that I've done. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, I can't. You know, in the back of my head, sometimes I, I think about different deals or different situations, and it. I guess I kind of teeter between being an evil motherfucker, mm -hmm. right? You know what I'm saying, and then or just being a straight up cool guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying, or like, or you know, just. But at the end of the day, I don't have. I think everything that I've done comes back full circle. And I'm very successful right now <laughs> and where I'm at, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm in such a good place. And, um, you know, um, I, I definitely think there's missed opportunities, right? right? You know, I mean, like, of course, you know, I, I did, you know, I did think about getting a nightclub. Actually, I was going to get XO before that. So before it was XO. But uh, sometimes I think like, ah, y'all did, did that a little different. Or I would have treated this relationship a little different. Not that, not nothing to do with them, right. but just other opportunities that came across. Um, like, um, but I don't have, I don't, I mean, I think I'm only growing. Mm. I think I've, only God is still blessing me. And, and I just continue to just, just do the solid work. And mm. then the opportunities present itself. I don't chase mm. no more, really. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to, you know what I mean? I think that's one thing I used to do is I used to chase these dreams and these mm. ambitions. And now I just kind of let things kind of flourish in, in their own way. You know what I'm saying? Let th let them take its own life, and I just basically just just sprinkle my talents and and my my vision on top of it. And I think that's that's where I'm at now. I don't everything, all the assets and everything I have now is nothing is nothing that I was like I'm gonna go get this shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like I was with Cove. Right. You know what I'm saying? Man. And I felt like when I did that, I looked at where it put me. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't in a good place. I wasn't mm -hmm. around great people. I wasn't in a good environment. So I just, it's like, all right, I stopped doing that. It's not a, I'm stopped chasing the fast money. And it never drugs. Fuck that shit. I ain't mm -hmm. drug shit. That shit is bogus as fuck. I never done drugs since a fucking teenager. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if people want to say it, that's the story you want, take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. I don't give a fuck. I can't manipulate your story. Right. What you say is going to be there. But, um. But now I'm in a good space, man. I, I I really, you know what I'm saying? I think, you know, it's only gonna get better. It's only gonna grow. Um, and um, I think it's, people will be surprised at some of the opportunities that God presents um, to me. That'll be, I think it'll be, I think it'll be major. That's what it is, man. So final, final words from, from, from Bobby Ferg. Shit, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> man, um, believe in yourself. Um, uh, take the biggest opportunity 
you know what I'm saying, that you can ever get. Um, and, and you know, don't, don't, don't harp on what people say. Don't mm-hmm. harp on, on, you know, and then stick around people that would give you everything, like the last that they have for you to succeed without any type of reward. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like those, like those folks, if it's just a pair of sneakers yeah. so that you could run better, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you like running, like it doesn't have to be monetary, just whatever it is, man. And just, you know, and, and, and just, inv- just, just dream big, man. Just dream big. And, and, and you, you'll get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it'll come to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you, if you got it, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, man, I appreciate this shit, man. Oh, this shit's man. real. I know he said it's the PG version. <laughs> nah, this, <laughs> no, this I, was everything. No, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's just, you know, I mean, like you said, man, like, honestly, Bob, like, I, for real, like, I mean, like, honestly, we, we, this could be a, a 20 hour conversation. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, but it's just like, we can talk about personal moments. Yeah, we can talk like, about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, this, this could be a 20, but I, I just really wanted to kind of like, Get the ball rolling, man. I, I really feel like your, your story and your testimony is something that needs to be heard. Yeah. I feel like it's inspirational. Um, and, 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 like, just a lot of the, you know, it, it's just really a history in Columbus and the nightlife. And, and like you said, man, it like, one of, the, one of the key things that you said in this interview, and, like I said, it may come off on some cocky shit, but if you really think about it, like you said, like, you are the... The forefather yeah. of Columbus nightlife, oh, you know what I'm sure. saying? Like, like yeah. me, me and my, me and my yeah. homie Holly, man, we got like a running joke of like the Mount Rushmore of yeah. Columbus, and we yes. like Bobby Fane, Bobby Fane, uh, Mayor Coleman, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chief Jackson, <laughs> and, and Papa Joe are all, yep. are all on the Mount hey. Rushmore of hey. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Shout out to Papa Joe. Yeah. So that was Fendi. Uh, so Papa Joe was actually he was he was on my case because he was one of the guys that actually gave me some funds, and they mm-hmm. said that I was trying to launder. See, funds. I didn't want to get into that. So, so you know, I kinda, yeah, you know, nah, you, you yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, shout right. out, shout out to him. It's all, it's all. So then I think that that's what irritates me about people is that when it when it was down to a situation and you wanted to get out of a situation mm-hmm. and a nigga bailed you out, meaning me, mm-hmm. right? I bail you out. Talking about ex partners, and I, and I can only say this: I bail you out to create and to get more experience on what the fuck you learn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, like everything that we went through and everything that you're doing, you know, the more podcasts you do, the, the more you do it, the more loans he does, the, the more in your business line of work, whatever, the more you do, the, the, the better you're grooming yourself. And so that's why I shout out to Papa and the rest of them cats that, that believed in me, the street cats, and, and, and was to say, here's, you know, to, they wanted to, they, they had the envision of glory of getting the fuck out of what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They all want to, fucking go and so what I'm saying is that I'm the one that took the hit for it mm-hmm. I take I'm the one that, that went down for right. it I'm the one that got the, the snake cut the head off right. because it was all underneath me yeah. and these cats is only screaming my name they not screaming mm-hmm. nobody else's name right. and then you back here living in the Lambos you know what I'm saying saying <laughs> damn and I'm like well fuck well, were you that type so I'm like you know it'll all come back right it'll all come back and you know what I'm saying I just hope that if you do someone wrong, you know, um, 
it just, it's just it, it all comes back. It all comes back full. So I can go Karma's even deeper. Karma's real. Mm-hmm. real. Like, I can go back to even deeper shit. You know what I'm saying? Like in in into things that happened to me, and I felt like oh shit, like it came back on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I I came. It mm-hmm. really all came back to me. I was like oh shit. That's how that motherfucker felt. Mm-hmm. And I was like damn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, and I was like okay, I get it. And um and so you just live off of that. You know what I'm saying? So just. Watch how you treat people, you know what I'm saying? Treat people how you want to get treated. Um, and, um, you know, but shit, at the same time, don't take no motherfucking punches, man, and, and smack every motherfucker that needs to be smacked. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, once again, this was a, a special episode special. of what we're talking about, man, with... Um, we naming you know, this series Icon after you, dog. Yeah, That's man. dope. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't so, name. I, I didn't come with Icon, but I like. Yeah, that. yeah, man. It's just, you know, like I said, it's just a story that, I, you know, I'm real prideful of Columbus, Ohio. Real, real prideful of my city, man. And, and I love like it, I said, man. man. I love to see where the city's at, man. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I'm not. You know, my old partners. I'm not really. Um, you know, we don't do business together, but I tell them all the day. I'm proud of them niggas. I'm proud of like what the fuck they've done to control. Nightlife, right. like they yeah. control the shit. Yeah, I'm right. like, damn, like I, you know, like damn, like, like mm-hmm. y'all, everything we learned, y'all, y'all took applied. it to, yeah, y'all applied and took it mm-hmm. to another little step. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, I respect that shit, and um, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, I'm, you know, I'm happy. So yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I ain't, you know, really, yeah, I ain't gonna never sh- shit on two niggas, but I, you know, people. Um, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. There you have it, man. What we talking about, man? What we talking about? <laughs> Shout out yeah, to Bobby Fang, Welcome man. Welcome back, man. We can do some more shit. Yeah, know, absolutely. Man. Absolutely, yeah. man. We definitely going to do some more shit. But like I said, the story had to be told, man. So yeah. what, what better way to do it? They got to go to the it. source. I hope y'all yeah. took, I hope I dropped some knowledge for something. A lot of gems. Oh, there's of definitely a lot of gems in this joint. There's I definitely a lot of gems. <laughs> All right, we out of here. All right, peace. Peace. Thank you.